0: Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. that You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you. For their websites, ours is free, free freetalklive.com. We'll uh, get started with your phone calls as soon as you make them. Otherwise, to uh, start things out, we'll bring out something that might uh, be of interest to you. Apparently, Mark, somewhere in America, there's a place that's considering banning declawing cats. Well,
1: actually, there are places that have, in in, in basically California, this is an article from... uh, um, in California, there are already places. That's correct, and there are pla- there you know the Berkeley City Council just voted unanimously yesterday to ban the declawing of cats within its city limits. This article. Well,
0: Berkeley just got around to it, huh? You think they uh, think it, they'd be on the leading edge of that?
1: Yeah, that was actually November the 11th was yesterday because I gotcha. hold, held the article a couple of days. But um, you know, I mean, it's not it's not really pressing news for the rest of us in in America, but it's just. You know, maybe, what is the pressing news? I don't even know. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe this article will fly. Maybe it will flop with uh, with our Saturday night listeners. But I think that people have opinions on this particular issue. Apparently... I certainly do. Um, Councilman uh, Regun, whatever that is, uh, called uh, declawing a horrific procedure that only benefits the owner of the cat. <laughs> who, who would you want to benefit? Um, he co-authored the bill with co- Councilwoman Susan Wingraff. Susan Wingraff. Oregion uh, uh, added that in passing the law, the city of Berkeley stays true to its history of being humane to all of its creatures. Um, Apparently, they're representing the cats now there. At least six California cities have now passed such a ban. West Hollywood was the first, um, followed by Beverly Hills, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Santa Monica, now Berkeley. And it's not a simple nail trim. It's a complex and painful procedure. You remove the bone at the end of the paw. Painful. And it's only for the benefit of the owner. They have kitty dope. You yeah, know. But, well, I mean, you know, I've, I I think we've all been operate, Well, a lot of people have been operated on, and they understand that, uh, you know, how that works, and that's what they do to the animals. So painful. Perhaps afterwards, I mean, certainly the kitties seem to walk gingerly after they've been declawed. Right. I've seen declawed animals. And, and
0: my kitty, when uh, both of my kitties have been, uh, had their claws removed. And the front claws, not the back, not the back claws. Uh, but they come home with a pain patch, so you can have. Uh, maybe it's optional, but we certainly ordered it um, because it seems like the right thing to do, right? I mean, you just went through an operation; you'd want to be on a pain patch yourself, most likely. Uh, so they're stumbling around a little bit, but it's because they're doped up, <laughs> and they 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 got better really fast too. They healed up right up.
1: Yep, I've heard. Uh, I've I've heard that uh, you know all kinds of things about. Phantom, uh, phantom claw, uh, phantom claws, <laughs> like they, they're painful afterwards, things like that. But, you know, I don't know. I wonder whether, um, there's, there's a, certainly a, an amount of anthropomorphization going on here. People putting themselves in this, in the circumstance of the cat, which, you know, I think that's, I think it's, it's good and everything, but at the same time, um, there's, uh, I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. let's be realistic. Half of America is walking around, just a, a good portion of America is walking around that's had parts removed from them, and you don't see these towns uh, outlawing male circumcision, do you? Well, no. I mean, it's... Although I think that's a bad idea. No, I, I'm, you know, I'm not for that. I think yeah. that a person should be able to make their decisions, but I just, you know, I, I my cat I happened to get, and he was declawed. Okay. So he was a year old when I got him. I didn't declaw him. But, Does he seem to be in pain. In his claws. He seems to be mean, but he doesn't seem to be
0: in pain, no. Well, you know that uh, Mr. Ravage, who is the uh, the studio, the official studio cat here, um, he's not mean to any of our guests. So, I mean, it hasn't changed his demeanor or anything like that and he's fine i mean like any cat sometimes he reaches up and acts like he's going to claw on something sure. but, and, and i really always n- laugh at him when he does it's really nice to damage. have
1: furniture that isn't torn apart and i, I just it's just very it difficult nice. it's difficult to keep a cat from doing that I, I i'm sure there's somebody out there in america listening to the sound of my voice right now that has managed to get their clawed cat to not uh, you know rip up the furniture and i know that they have little little claw booty things that you can put on every few, every month, every few weeks or whatever and, and keep the cats from, from their claws from getting longer. I certainly, when I had a cat that had claws, I would trim the claws so they weren't like needle sharp at the end. But sure, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, is it, I guess the question is, is it humane? Is it not humane? Should it be illegal? Should it not be illegal?
0: Well I, that's a good question. is it humane eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one and how do you feel about declawing cats? Should it be um made illegal? I would say absolutely not. I mean even if you think it should not be happening, I think that you should be persuading people to your to your viewpoint yep. and i'm not I'm not unpersuadable, but I think my position is pretty firm, and that is that when there's a an animal living in my home, I am doing bringing that animal in because I'm interested in taking care of the animal, but at the same time, it's like any other agreement. Hey, I understand they can't necessarily consent to the deal, but look, if you're going to be in my home, you're going to not tear up my stuff. <laughs> That's just part of the deal. I will feed you, and you know, some of the, the the litter box will be cleaned out, and you'll have a nice place to to live. But no, you don't get to tear up my speaker cabinets and uh, my soundproofing in the studio or whatever other furniture might happen to be around. No. <laughs> There Sorry. are veterinarians
1: have uh, weighed in on both sides of this. And I, as you can imagine, somewhere in California, they did find veterinarians that were against declawing cats. Um, <laughs> there's one of them says that he's been put in a situation where basically the choice was, to be, was to be between declawing and euthanizing the cat. So if you're against declawing cats, I want you to take into consideration that some people will not take a cat in if they can't declaw him so that and, and that would be me i don't right. want to and then I'm the cat you. will be stray and then they'll pick up the cat up and uh you know put, put him to sleep so the question really is do you think a cat should live declawed or be euthanized that's that's the that's really in in the long and the short of it i mean i know people are trying but it, this is the unintended consequences of laws when you put these when you put it in this the people in these circumstances you know, they're, I, 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 we just got some new furniture. I just moved into a new house, and we have some new furniture. I can't say it's the, the nicest furniture in the world. It's not Ethan sure. Allen or anything like that, Norwalk. Uh, but it's, you know, it, it's what's in our house, and I don't want it tore up. So I'm not going to get a new cat with uh, with claws.
0: And the other thing that this does, these kinds of laws, is it opens up a pan- – so even if you agree with preventing people by law from declawing cats – It opens up a Pandora's box because what is and what is not appropriate as far as behavior with handling animals? If it's inappropriate to declaw a cat, is it also inappropriate to, uh, as I do with my cat, train them by withholding food from them until they do tricks for me? I uh, I have my cats play uh, play tricks in order to get food, and I could see how somebody who was like really rabid about so-called animal rights would look at that and say, "Well, that's mean. You shouldn't be doing that that to your cats." That cat does not look like he's ever missed a meal, by the way. ravaged doesn't. He something. can afford to miss a meal. Yeah, actually,
1: he's a um, little to a little tubby. I have never bothered trying to to train my cat Senior Grouchy Pants to do anything, just because he's he doesn't have the temperament for that kind of thing, and I don't have the I don't have it either, quite frankly. But um, I, another thing you have to ask: What about Docking the, 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 the tails of dogs and cropping ears. Yeah, people ears. do that. Um, you know, all these things. Clipping I
0: mean, wings on birds?
1: Right. How about that? I think that that's feathers. I don't... Um, I mean, they, they can't use it. They will grow I'm back.
0: I'm sure what they clip. They clip something to where... They've things, been modified.
1: Things grow back. Oh, well, haircuts on, on children. I mean, if you Let's want to go take to, it really crazy.
0: I want to go to your phone calls, uh, find out how you feel about, I guess, modifying animals in general, I suppose, is kind of the uh, the discussion here. Physically modifying not just hairstyles, but actually removing things, that sort of thing. Your thoughts on that at 800-259-9231 or bring up anything. Tara is on the line. Ladies first, listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Hello, Tara. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was
2: just listening to the conversation, and mm-hmm. I guess um kind of straddling the fence on it because they're valid uh points on both sides but it is it does seem a little selfish on the human side you know to declaw the cat it's sort of like the guy who picked up the frozen snake and nursed him back to health and then he bit him and he said you know why'd you bite me and he said well you knew i was a snake when you picked me up you know um I mean, by by their nature, they claw things, and we're, you know, by bringing them in the house, we keep, you know, I mean, I can understand not wanting the cat to claw your furniture. Uh, That's a reasonable, you know, request, but at the same time, it's a cat. You know I mean, that's that's part of his nature to do those things. So we're kind of like, well,
0: it's my nature to have a nice, clean home well, and not have a bunch of stuff everywhere. I've taught my dog not to pee on the floor.
1: And I have, <laughs> and I admittedly have used force in teaching her that um the you know, it was was that sort of against her nature?
2: Um, I don't think I don't that's why I say I'm kind of struggling to think. I don't think yeah, it's, it's against the nature. I mean just like you were saying about training the cat with the treat I mean, The
0: cat has the a home positive. in which the the, Tara, the the cat has a home in which it's being loved and and taken care of. If it didn't have if it had claws, then it wouldn't have this home. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. You uh, also can join us on our website. We've got live streams, the broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a webcam, and the brand new Free Talk Live Listen lines all available for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Again, that is listen.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's right here in New Hampshire. You can learn more at freestateproject.org. Get together with hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people getting active achieve more freedom in their lives. In fact, I just got back from having dinner with somebody who's brand new in the area. So even though things are starting to get cold up here in New Hampshire, we still have uh, brand new people coming in here and making the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Go to freestateproject.org. So we're talking about the question of out in California, apparently there are a handful of cities and now Berkeley is joining them that have banned the act of declawing a cat. And I have to say that I find this pretty offensive. That is the banning of this activity. Because I have cats that are declawed, and life is good for the cats. And life is good for me when they don't have claws. Because if they had claws, there'd be all kinds of stuff that's torn up around here. And I just don't like the idea of having to either have it look trashy or spend money constantly to replace uh, the various different things that that the cat would inevitably damage. Well,
1: while I don't think that there should be, um, you know, that there should be, uh, honestly, it's a fine of $1,000 or up to six months in jail. So while I don't think that uh, someone. Who's going to feed the cat then? I'd like to know. Well, I don't think somebody should be imprisoned for doing this activity. You know, I do kind of wonder, um, I mean, Ian, would you uh, live in the lap of luxury as long as you had your fingers removed? With I, I mean,
0: live in the lap of
1: luxury? Wait, would you t- make that trade? Somebody says, I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. It'll be great. It'll be the best situation. You'll love it. You'll have string to play with and, and dry, crunchy, crap food to eat and That's all that. That's not whatever.
0: really what I want to do with my life, so but, I, I, I'm well, not, not going to
1: answer that in, positive, in a positive so, manner. So one really has to ask the question is that what the cat wants to do with its life?
0: There is no way we'll know what the cat wants to do so with So we just life. chop the little fingers off and it's not and his, and his let fingers. Them he still out. has his fingers. It's his claws <laughs> that have been removed. What good are his fingers? He still without has claws them. On them. Well, it's not like he wears jewelry or anything. He can't put still, rings on them. Well, it's not like he's his
1: missing... fingers really
0: are for one thing, grasping and holding food. He can still hold on to things. Right, with his nubs. <laughs> he doesn't have nubs. The nails have been removed. The fingers have. These not are been not. Removed no, no, no. This,
1: this is tantamount to cutting your finger off where your nail starts.
0: It is bone that's removed Stuffs. in this operation. I I gotcha. I see. I see where you're coming from there, Mark. Um and it, for me and I'm only I'm only looking at it not from a legal has, standpoint
1: but from sort of a moral standpoint I've always I've always what, questioned this
0: the cat has uh, had the opportunity to leave and he has not left <laughs> understood back. they don't make decisions exactly
1: the same way however if if the cat likely was given the decision probably he would have said yeah I'll keep the claws you can keep <laughs> feeding me and keep cleaning my litter box
0: <laughs> well okay I thought the I'm deal was, wait a I thought the deal was he either gets the clause removed, and gets to stay, or doesn't come here at all. Sure. Because that's
1: the deal. He doesn't make decisions quite the same way that you do. Right. doesn't have the whole picture.
0: Let's go to your phone calls, because, I don't know. I just want to find out what you have to say, not Mark. Uh, Let's go to Sally listening in New Jersey somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sally. Oh,
3: hi there. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Yeah, what's on your mind tonight? Um,
3: You guys are very entertaining, but... um, uh, and I have cats and um, have also lived in California, but I am a conservative. And I don't think that everybody who um, is not in favor of cat declawing is necessarily some sort of um, lunatic. Um, there is the middle ground of, you know, clipping your cat's nails. Which I don't hear you mention at all that I was an that. option for you. Maybe you're too busy to
0: do that. I didn't and, I didn't call you a you know. lunatic. Uh, I think it's insane to want to put somebody not, in a jail not, cell. Not me,
3: lunatic. But, right.
0: well, I, I think that it's fine if you're against it. You can have your cats however you want to have them. It's just that these people in, in Berkeley and the other cities in California want to put somebody in a jail cell if they declaw so, their cats. So
3: they go to a veterinarian in another place. I mean, people are doing this in, in Toronto in Ontario province in Canada the veterinarians are getting together as well mm-hmm. and um, declaring this uh, inhumane i mean this is not just a california phenomenon that declying and taking off part of a cat's bone in their in their claws is becoming uh, inhumane i mean it, it, it's not just a, well, weird wait a minute. point of thing. information here you just know.
0: because there are some veterinarians out there who consider it inhumane doesn't mean that every veterinarian considers it mark you said you've got in the story there they have veterinarians on both sides the of california the veter-
1: veterinary medical association has come out against the declawing ban
0: the, the wait so the association is against the ban that's correct i see um so yeah there's clearly two sides to this coin as far as the veterinarians uh veterinarians perspectives on this so there's no consensus here
3: did you ever consider clipping your cat's nails, though? So? I mean, I know some people, it, it's sure, hard. Sure, we clip his back better. nails.
0: He's got full He's got full claws on his back, back nails. nails?
3: What, huh? I, I just don't understand. I don't understand the original impulse with people to want to uh, declaw because it does take off the bone. I mean, I just clip my cat's nails. I give them adequate things to claw, claw on, and they don't claw my furniture. I
4: kind I of don't understand. Say,
0: here's another point. Can I, can I answer that? I, here's another point. Uh, I don't like the claws when they dig into me. I and mean, that's another thing when, uh, the, you know, the cat, if we are playing with the cat, I'm able to have uh, more fun with the cat because I'm not concerned about bleeding, you know, having uh, my blood be let out of my arms uh, when when he, uh, you know, grabs me or whatever it is that he's doing. So it allows us to, uh, to have a little bit more playtime as well.
3: Well, my boyfriend used to roughhouse with his cat like you would a dog. And maybe it's, you know, maybe that's the thing. I mean, I really, you know, cats are, a lot littler than us, you know, certainly than a dog. I mean, you can rough house with a dog a lot better. A cat is just... I mean, not the kind of creature you play with the same way. Like, well, it depends I mean, on it depends on the cat. You, you're probably playing with them the wrong way. Yeah, it, well, I would.
1: Sally, well, um, no, I, I I did mention for your advice, Sally. I did mention um, clipping a cat's nails. Um, this is Mark here. I, my my cat came to me declawed. I did not declaw him, uh, but I oh, mentioned yeah. the clipping of nails um, in the first segment. I, I want to make that clear. But I also oh, sorry I
3: missed it. I just got on the yeah.
1: Under, Understood. Now, my question is, what about t- the docking of tails on dogs? This is a. Yeah, much... I
3: wonder about that. You think that's anthropomorphization, that, or however you pronounce the word, if, if people think that, you know, that it's wrong? I mean, I, I'm asking I you, mean, I don't, is it wrong I don't to,
1: to dock a, a dog's tail?
3: I mean, I don't
0: know. I don't either. Now, why would someone dock a dog's tail? Because they don't like getting whacked with it while it's near them? um,
1: For shows, it's become breed standard
0: to
3: dock. People do
0: it for
1: a breed, right? Right. Yeah. For for, for a breed, you know, for for aesthetic. Yeah, it's just for looks. Um,
3: For clipping animals' ears. Correct.
1: Sure. Um now at least with an animal's ears there's no bone. If if the issue is bone then you know ears not bo- no bones. Um Yeah. But uh, you know it's it's a breed standard. Like a doberman they come long long-tailed and uh, floppy-eared and although according to the AKC you can show your dog that way, I'll tell you, you won't win. Ah. Uh.
0: Thanks, Sally, for the Thank call you, tonight. Sally. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm going to
1: get somebody from the AKC calling, send an
0: email. I think that's... I Personally, I find the, the idea of clipping a dog's tail off pretty silly, but it's your dog. I mean, you can do whatever you want, and I certainly, if I disagree with it, if I were to disagree with it vehemently, if I were to say, oh my gosh, this is awful what you've done, uh, then I would never advocate putting you in a jail cell because of it i would never advocate well, we're not talking extracting about extracting money from you right i'm not talking
1: about putting anybody in jail cell i'm just
0: wondering I know, where people you're not come saying down. that but that's what they're doing in california they're talking about putting someone in jail for declawing true. their cat You're welcome to share your feelings on this or anything that might happen to be on your mind. The toll-free number, once again, 800-259-9231.
1: Just to be clear, you can ransom yourself out of jail for $1,000 to get out of that six months in jail.
0: It's still forced extraction of your wealth. Sure. Uh, And if you don't pay it, you go to a jail cell. It's Free Talk Live.
5: If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour a day free local tech support with no setup fees. Service, service, Call 1-866-2GetNet. That's 1-866, the number two GetNet. Or go to DSLExtreme.com.
0: Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the program. We're here live, taking your calls about whatever's on your mind. And if you want to comment on the uh, the cat declawing issue or the uh, just the general issue of modification, physical modification uh, to animals out in California, they want to fine you or put you in a jail cell for declawing cats. Now, it's not all over California, but it is in a number of cities there. So 800-259-9231 is our number. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, and SACL CAI is brought to you by Jason Osborne. He's one of the principal uh, folks behind SACL. He's also one of the people behind Manchester Brewing, the brewer of John Thomas Red, now available in a strap-on edition for hikers at manchesterbrewing.com. As we continue taking your phone calls here, let's uh, let's go to Linda, listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Linda. Hi. Thank hey. you for taking my call. Thanks for being here. What's on your mind tonight?
2: Well, I wanted to appeal on a couple of fronts. Um, I was never a cat lover. I've had so many conversions. Didn't want them in my furniture. Always loved dogs. And that took a turn and adopted them. And... Um, decline versus clipping, you know, became an issue. didn't like, you know, in very particular, I mean, a shoes-off in the house kind of person. So mind you, that was very much an adjustment for Mrs. Freak. <laughs> so I want to come at this from the aspect of being very self-centered, and I don't know which, because this is the first time listening to you guys, um, the one that it's kind of like all about you and then the cat's so lucky to have you. And you're right, I feel that way about my cat because I spoil them like crazy. But think of it from two points. The painfulness of pulling your nail out from the nail bed, the cat then has to walk, even if they're given medication for the surgery and after. Yeah. The thought of walking on those paws, but if, for God forbid, that cat to ever get out, um, it has so no let, way let of Let me tell you, the cat's it.
0: not going to get out when it's, uh, when it's doped up. I mean, it's barely even, it just kind of uh, sleeps a lot and walks around. I mean, maybe, have you ever done a declaw before?
2: No, I clip my cat every week, but what I'm saying is for permanent, if your cat were to ever get out in the future, the front paws are the way that the cat defends itself. Sure, sure, I
0: understand. Uh, cats, There's no
2: way that it could ever defend itself if there was something that happened and it just it, it ran it's out. It's not an it outside out, cat. You know, they, you know, they cat don't try to, to be I understand
0: where you're coming from. The cats don't try to run out. They're quite uh, pleased with, with where they are, obviously. The one cat has managed to uh, kind of mosey outside, and he just walks right back in. It's no big deal.
2: Well, that that's, that's good, but yeah. it's, it is a very painful procedure. Do you think
0: someone should be put in a jail cell?
2: No, I don't think could. that. I think people... Humanity should be appealed to. You know, you can't legislate goodness, kindness, Mm -hmm. integrity, um, honor. You can't legislate those things. People need to realize that that's, that's given to us by God as a person of faith and that you can't legislate to death Linda, what people need to do and be. I
0: absolutely agree with you. I, I'm, t- I'm glad you're on board with me at least that far. But, I mean, you kind of suggested that when I was – you used the term goodness. And are you suggesting that by declawing the cat that I have done evil to the cat?
2: No, I didn't think you've done evil to the cat. I just okay. think maybe you and it had the subject to some to some unnecessary, you know, treatment. So Linda, I flip you... mine every week and it's gotten to where, you know, my cat sits when I tell her to sit. You know, I mean we just have a great relationship yeah, and they don't does claw that everything up now. <laughs> I've kind of trained them to to not destroy things and provide them kitty. Kiddie- flaws and scratchers mm-hmm. and sure. Um so it wasn't always that way but I have trained them not with meanness but with love and it's it's worked out. So
6: well Linda I've worked
2: a full time job and been busy and all of that, so it's not like I've just been a stay-at-home person that's tell Totally had all this understood. Time to totally be. understood.
1: So Linda, I've got I'm the other guy, and I've got the cat that uh, that got, came to me. to Your claw name's it. Mark, and my name's Mark, and I um I I I do trim his back uh, nails every once in a while, just because they get they'll get so darn sharp, and the back ones, you know, he's a big cat, so he's got just just big daggers back there, and. I've never been able to get that process down to anything but uh, a wrestling match between me and a 22-pound white-hot ball of feline fury. Um, I've got to ask. So, um, you know, I, under, I understand what you're saying about the pain and all that other stuff, and and I think that those are, uh, you know, those are things to. I, these are things that I look at too. But I guess I should should ask.
2: Do you eat meat? Um, no, not any longer. Yep. I'm a dietitian by profession. I've had so many life transformations, and one of them being overweight teenager and changed my life so I became a dietitian and have gradually progressed into being more of a vegetarian.
1: There you go so when you say more of a vegetarian are you saying that you eat chicken and fish?
2: No I don't eat any um anything that's dead.
1: Okay interesting.
2: I I consume some some cheese occasionally but but for the most part really vegan fruits and nuts and um you know, seeds
6: and um, bark
0: and some grass. Do bark? F- what, what, what? The bark of what? <laughs> oh, you're kidding.
2: Kind of okay. like a yule Gibbons kind of person. Herbs and teas and you know do stuff like that.
0: I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. We've certainly had people uh, call the show before that were from that perspective. Uh, I don't think anybody has actually been on the show as a vegan or a vegetarian. It's an interesting uh, little world. How do you feel about people that uh, that eat meat? I mean, do you think they're all right or they are doing something that's that's wrong in your book?
2: You know what, I really, um, I don't judge people based on their behaviors um, as much as I really look at people and their character. You know, I mean, I had a lot of bad habits I needed to change, so I try and appeal to people because, you know, I'm 51 and people, oh, my gosh, like, you're like, I think, I thought you were like 30-something, and I share with them in a loving way you know, um, how things have changed in my life and how much better I feel, whether it's sharing my faith or sharing my lifestyle. I don't feel um, somebody is less than me because, you know, they may have a weight issue to deal with or they, if they eat meat or anything mm-hmm. else. That doesn't make them less of a person. If a person is honest and has a good heart and just because everything's not perfect in our life, you, we shouldn't look at people down in them in that way. Well, I appreciate
0: your perspective there. Thank you Linda for the call tonight and thanks for uh, for sharing. 800-259-9231. Sounds like she's all in favor of persuading people to her side of or her point of view, but not uh, discriminating necessarily against them if they if they disagree. I think I, that's, I, good, I, that's that's the way
1: that's that's the best way to change people's minds. That's, that's right. how you change hearts and minds.
0: Absolutely right. At, at 800-259-9231, let's go to Charlie in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello Charlie.
7: Hey, welcome to the program. (laughs) uh, Thanks, Charlie. I'm glad I'm here.
0: (laughs) uh, What's on your mind? I've been uh,
7: downloading the podcast. I really enjoy the program, guys. uh, I'm interested in the free uh, state program as well, but I wanted to put my two cents in on this cat decline. By all means. I I think it's just crazy that they spend time legislating, you know, laws to protect animals when they can't even protect the people or, or, uh, you know, execute the laws of, you know, that they have on the books already concerning crime and and other well, things you know so. they
0: like laws i mean if they've got more laws then they can extract more money from you well, More I obedience. Know,
7: that's that's the whole point that i'm against <laughs> but uh you know my you know I, I i'm a dog lover you know and only recently with my recent girlfriend i've started enjoying the presence of cats in my life and
0: Yep, I'm the same way. I I grew up with dogs and had a dog when I was uh, younger uh, in my adult years, and now I've got two cats in the house, and they're great. Uh, it, but I'm glad I can actually roughhouse with the male to some extent. We have a little, you know, we have a little bit of fun uh, with with one another, and he he enjoys it. Otherwise, he'd go away. It's not like I'm trapping him there. Or oh yes, like he wants very much to sink his teeth into your flesh. Yes, he does, and he would sink his claws into me too if he could. Uh, <laughs> you know, we haven't shaved his teeth down or anything like that, so he can still bite me. Uh, well,
7: luckily, our male cat, you know, he's pretty gentle. He, he claws me. Bites, but he doesn't really go deep. You know? Right? So, yeah, he doesn't but, go uh, deep
0: when he bites either. But with his claws, he wouldn't be able to help it. They would just, you know, it, it depends would, on how it would sharp they are. Yeah. You know, um, this
1: it makes me. Your call makes me think of uh, of, of something in particular. I had. Uh, you know, in my late 20s, I always had a cat. And I'd get all kinds of ribbing from my friends for, for being that gay, that metro guy with, uh, with, with a cat. You were pretty metro. I, I, I was at one point, absolutely. Now I've moved up here and I live in the country. <laughs> You're like a bumpkin now. Um, the, but, <laughs> uh, you know, the, having the cat. But I really think that a cat is a man's cat, is a man's well. animal because it requires very little maintenance you know i i would go out i'd make sure his food bowl was clean and his litter box was clean that you know once or twice a week i could take care of that and man maybe twice or three times and you know it was it it was very low maintenance as opposed to a dog you've got to let out all the time they they require much more maintenance what do you think
7: well i i prefer a dog because you know they're more like the uh the, the pure
0: loyalists. They, uh, Dogs are they definitely, need a little more attention. But, yep. They're definitely you know, are more like interested in pleasing well, you. Dogs are easier to train. They are certainly yep. a little bit more interested in you. But that said, I've uh, managed to train my cat to do all kinds of fun things. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Dogs are for people that wish they had babies. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves.
8: Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL, C-A-I toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And take the Startpage.com 7-day challenge. For 7 days, use Startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine... You'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven day challenge today at startpage.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, started out the show by talking about uh, the issue of cat declawing. That's certainly probably not the most pressing issue in the United States uh, at the moment, but it's going to be one that's divisive. People have some strong opinions on this, and I pretty strongly believe that you shouldn't be put in a jail cell. We haven't really had anybody call in to say, yeah, we need to lock people up that are declaring their cats. And I'm, I'm glad that no one has called in yet to say that, although once those you folks bring in, are out there.
1: Once you bring in the government um, into any situation, that's all the government's got. They're, they're, they're a guy that only has one card, and that card's the Ace of Spades. If you play that card, you either pay a fine or you go to jail. And I think what's interesting about this story from out of California is that the the animal owners that, that I guess, the fine, I don't know whether it's the, the veterinarians or the animal owners that get it, it doesn't really, it's not very clear on mm, that. It says yeah. it's um, cat declawing will be a misdemeanor that is punishable by a $1,000 fine or six months in jail in, in Berkeley, California. And there's several other uh, cities there that are doing the same thing. But... um does the cat get the thousand uh, dollars? no <laughs> no Berkeley, California, has not been harmed yet it gets this uh, remuneration of some sort remuneration remuneration yeah. excuse me um, uh, is there's no word called remuneration there may be remuneration, but it would have sounds like it would have to do with numbers all right either way it, it makes no sense that the town of Berkeley, the city of Berkeley, is getting a thousand dollars for every cat that has its little its <laughs> fingertips cut off. So, I mean, that that's just bizarre to me.
0: Let's go to your calls. But we're and used to that. You can bring up whatever you want or comment on this. Anything goes. It is Free Talk Live. Ladies first, Linda listening to... A different Linda. Linda in uh, Florida listening to WFTL on the East Coast. Hello, Linda.
9: Are well, you, hi,
10: guys.
0: How hey, are you? Super. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight?
10: Well, I just think the whole thing is ridiculous. Which part? A fine or going to jail to... Ha- to have a cat declawed? It, it
0: is that. I completely agree with you. Absolutely ludicrous.
10: And the point about bobbing dogs' tails, they only do that when they're two or three days old. So most people that buy a dog, its tail's already bobbed.
0: It's true. Yeah, I guess. I, I, do most people buy dogs? I certainly hope not. Whenever I get an animal, I go to the you know the Humane Society. And I in think in dogs
1: case, get bought, cats get given away, generally, unless you're talking about a breed of a cat.
0: You think most people well, buy I, dogs? I,
10: A lot of people buy dogs. A lot of people get them from shelters. Mm -hmm. But, you know, do these people think, I mean, you could get a little bit more ridiculous with every statement. Do Do they want to find the cat owner when the cat gets out and kills one of our songbirds?
0: That's a good question. I mean, how far do you take this stuff? How far do the, do the control freaks want to go? Well, if you, if your cat's liable to get out, you should have a little bell on
1: it. That way, the songbird gets uh, let let know that there is a a killing machine just around the corner.
0: Maybe the <laughs> you, you want to go down. You know, we want to keep going down this world of ludicrousness uh, with these what they could come up with. I mean, if if everybody's so concerned about how cats are treated in in homes then how about, you know, start finding people for using the wrong kind of do- dog or cat food? What about the, you know, maybe the city of Berkeley can pass a new law saying that they endorse a particular brand of uh, cat food or, t- or a, t- t- a particular type of litter, for instance. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe that would be appropriate for them.
9: Well,
10: I would hope the city of Berkeley would think about a few more pressing problems that we have in society. There are a lot of hungry children out there there are a lot of children waiting to be adopted and
2: it's just it's just silly. Well, but,
1: but, I agree with you on, um, uh, that That it, it's silly what they're involved with, but what scares me is when the government gets involved in anything, I would think we would have probably, <laughs> it's going to be bad for the adopted children and bad for the hungry children if the government tries <laughs> to get involved and help them. True,
0: but there already well, are programs that are out there dealing with, with things like that. There are either voluntary efforts by, by charities or, or there are some sort of government welfare program. And we can say what we want to about whether we agree with that or not, but uh, it seems to me that I I understand where you're coming from, and I think you're right, Linda, that it'd be nice if these government people would focus more on those sorts of things. But think about it. These are people who are elected with the mentality of let's make laws, right? I mean, they call them at the state level, they call them legislators. And and the, the intention is that they're going there to create new rules and new restrictions, not roll them back, not to uh, set people free, not to uh, focus on people that are actually in need of some sort of assistance, but to come up with new ways to control our lives. It seems like that's what they're trying to do.
10: This is true. I have one more point. Okay, sure. I was raised in the Midwest on a farm. There are all kinds of cats, and unfortunately, being around the farm and being outside cats They die on a regular basis, and there's always more kittens.
0: Is that I would rather
10: take one of those kittens and have it declawed and give it to a nice home and let I, it have a nice long life. Absolutely. I think that's the very
1: best point here, Linda. And I mentioned it in the first segment, and Bears were mention, mentioning again, that essentially the people that want to see cats um, you know, with their claws that not be declawed, those people need to stop and think that some people out there really don't want a cat that has claws. And I'm kind of of that opinion. Um, I,
10: I wouldn't have a cat that had claws.
1: Me neither. Thank you for the call, Linda. I appreciate it. And, and so what they have to ask themselves is, you know, I, uh, granted, you don't have to see this process because it goes on at the Humane Society, the SPCA, or whatever. I don't, I don't even know which one doesn't, um, which one puts cats down and which ones don't. But the cats are going to be put down if they don't get to homes
0: and if, or die in the wild. If the people 29.
1: that don't want cats with claws uh, decide that they're, you know, uh, they don't have a choice, then they're just not going to take cats. Some of them are not going to take cats. Some of them will say, "I can live with it. I'll put the little, uh, the little claw." Uh, rubber things on or i'll trim their nails Mm -hmm. even though trimming their nails doesn't stop them from tearing up furniture i can you know i mean i i did that with my cats back when they had claws and they still go after the furniture
0: clipped (laughs) nails doesn't stop them from um, you know tearing my arms up
1: yep so um you know that's that's the thing you've really got to look at here in this particular instance is if you make a law now i'm not saying it's not a good idea to push your agenda you know talk to people about it that's fine and everything but when you make a law, then you have unintended consequences. And those about, unintended consequences will be dead cats.
0: What about people that let their cats... I mean, just to, again, down this this uh, road of more regulation and more control over how people handle their animals, a lot of people let their cats out of their homes and kind of have outdoor cats. You you were one of those people, right, Mark? Yep. Senior,
1: um, c- senior with no front claws, would beat the crap out of every cat in the neighborhood
0: well, down he's there. Got a lot of, in Whitfield
1: Country Club Estates <laughs> down in, uh, you know, Sarasota, Florida. He, he's got a lot of
0: mass <laughs> behind him. I mean, that much is true. But, but it, some people might say that's inhumane. Some people might say it's inhumane to let your cats out because they could die, they could be run over, they could be tortured, they could be kidnapped. Oh, he was kidnapped. too fat to lead the yard. They, they, the other cats came to him. But do you understand what I'm saying, Mark? Somebody could make the claim that letting a cat out into the wild where it could be torn up by a fisher or cat or torn up by some other animal or run over or something like that was, would be inhumane and that everybody needs to keep their cats in their home. We need to find people if they let it's their cats out. It's inhumane to keep
1: the cats in the home because they can't get out and do what they
0: want. Right. So I mean, where do you draw the line? And that's what I was saying who earlier gets to about.
1: Decide what wh- humane means? Who
0: decides and where do you draw the line? And when you start creating one law about what people can do with their animals, then it just paves the way for 20 laws about what people can and can't do with their animals. I mean, in some places, pit bulls are banned. There's no way, there's no right way to take care of a pit bull in, was it Oklahoma or something there's like that? There's several places that They're them. banned, even though pits can be the, some of the sweetest dogs. It just all depends on who the owner is and how they're taken care of. Let's go to Brandon listening to WTNY in Watertown, New York. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live.
11: Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing?
0: What's on your mind tonight?
11: Oh, uh, the cat thing, I think, is kind of absurd. I think it's kind of funny.
0: Okay, your thoughts? Oh, okay. Well, brief thoughts. Apparently he doesn't want to uh, talk about cats. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was an accidental disconnect. 800-259-9231. If it was an accident, we'll uh, certainly take you back. Let's go in the meantime to, I believe, Matt is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hey, Matt.
12: Hey, guys. Um, Just for one... I would not own a cat if it had claws.
8: Okay. And if
12: if I was in Berkeley, and you, know, you want to talk about cruel, I think maybe it's cruel to fix those animals. Hmm. Why 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 are we uh, neutering them? Why are we neutering the, the male cats? Why are we spaying the female cats? It's a good point. That's there's a
1: solid there's, point. There's, there's parts there that they would not want to lose. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they may right. not have and, bones in them, but know, they're parts. I
12: think that if somebody gave me you know my choice, I I I uh, choose to. Keep those little bits, thank you.
0: Rather and, than living uh, a sweet, sweet, uh comfy life?
12: Right, right. <laughs> yes, I'd rather have my fair Isle bits and be able to to reproduce
0: i think there's most most men would ag- would agree with you yeah my cats have been you're making a solid point my cats of course have been spayed and neutered and of course the reason is to keep the cat population down and it's also not it's also nice from an aesthetic point of view to not have blood all over the house if you have a, a female cat for instance or have your male cat spraying uh, all over the place so yeah, that's not going to work well, how dare you yeah <laughs> how dare
12: you It'd be so cruel to those, those little cats you know what if, i think if i lived in berkeley and I had cats, and I had maybe little kittens. Maybe I'd take a box full of kittens and drop them off at the uh, people who made the squaw. Drop them off at their house and say, here, you find homes for these. There you, you go. Let me have them declawed. You find them homes.
0: Great call tonight, Matt. Thank you for making it. Brilliant point. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. Food fight arrests, and we'll take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live.
1: Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training with Without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes and the millionaire patriot is paying his own money to help you get it this is real thousands have already taken advantage of it and you should too don't miss out secure a front site defensive handgun course plus 30 state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun go to frontsite.com today that's f-r-o-n-t-s-i-g-h-t.com go to frontsite.com for your training and free handgun
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And speaking of giving away free things, at some point we're going to be giving away a two-pack of the Todasac. We'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. Um. All right, but first, we're going to your phone calls, because that's what the show is all about, taking your calls about what do you want. And last hour, we did start out by talking about declawing cats, and generally just the concept of modification of animals, because over in California, they're outlawing in Berkeley, and they've done it in a few other places, outlawing the declawing of cats. And no one really took the the position in the last hour. Maybe, you know, it's possible somebody might have believed this, but they didn't vocalize it. Nobody vocalized the position of, yes, I think people should be put in a jail cell for declawing their cat. I don't think you could get the legislators in Berkeley to say that, uh, like, if you were just to ask no, them. No, they would never admit to it. But if you don't pay the $1,000 fine, they are going to put you in a it jail It said
1: $1,000 fine or six months in jail, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Most places have, uh, you know, it's $50 or $100 a day is what they sort of – you – uh, you remunerate for uh, your time in. So, at a hundred dollars a day, six, 60 days. That's six. Uh, I, mean, or, I mean, I mean, I don't even know how long it would be. I can't do the math right $6, now. Six thousand dollars, but it would be very long. So, okay, uh, it's it, six six months is is too long for that. Do you understand what I'm saying?
0: I think that anything is too long for this. I think ten that days or uh, twenty days, depending on whether it's I 50 think or anything 100. is too long. There's no who do, who do you restitute. If, the, if you right, victimize that's really a the kid, question,
1: if Who's, you believe apparently the town of Berkeley is the one who has been harmed here because that is the
0: entity to whom you pay the thousand dollars. Right. That doesn't do anything for the cat. I mean, How do you first of all, people disagree on this. And so there is no victim uh, when you when you declaw a cat or when you cut a, do- a dog's tail off or whatever. And I don't necessarily agree with uh, with doing that to a dog's tail, but I would never put somebody in a jail cell because of it. Uh, so, 800-259-9231. Ladies first, we go to Fran, listening to KUSA in Yakima. Fran, you're on Free Talk Live.
13: Hi, this is Fran. Hey, Fran.
0: What's on your mind tonight?
13: Um. Well, I just wanted to touch on the fact that what we do with cats is we domesticate them. Um, the whole point of having a cat is that they're our pet. We have them around, and we're their master. I mean, yeah, they're... As, as horrible as that might sound, that's just kind of how society is. That's why we have pets, because they rely on us to feed them and we rely on them to love them. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and that's fine. And, I mean, in general, what they're saying is that it's wrong to declaw cats, it's wrong to mutilate them, you know, and that, there is a point there, but at the same time... Um, Wouldn't it then be wrong to, like a man earlier said, to spade or neuter them, to even domesticate them at all, to force them to eat at a certain time, to force them to stay inside? I mean, that right there is a big one, forcing cats to remain indoors. You know? Absolutely.
0: And that's what I do. I uh, I call him my happy little prisoner because, yes, that's exactly what <laughs> well, he is. And your cat he's very will, happy here. Your cat will happily stay
1: inside. My cat will tear the screen out of the window in order to get out. Really, is all he has to do is lean on it. He's 22 pounds. Wham! Right through. And, I, I mean, it was the, the pet police could very well come and say that I'm overfeeding my animal because mm, I just yeah, re-feed him. And, and he is he's fat. He's a big, fat boy. <laughs> Sorry.
13: Yeah, but yeah, I guess that's my point. Is that where do you draw the line and exactly. say that okay, you're just not allowed to own a cat anymore because it's inhumane to own them and control the way that they act, are, and you know, physically or mentally. Well
0: said, Fran. I thank you for the call tonight. I Appreciate hearing from you. And there are some, I guess, I don't, what do you call them? Animal rights activists uh, that 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 really do believe that even having an animal in a kept position, yes, they do. is inhumane, that that is not something that should be done. And However, I think that's absolutely Animals ludicrous. provide
1: such joy to people. Absolutely. I mean, your, your life is just so much, uh, for some people, it's so much better. I used to rent, you uh, used to have rentals um, at one point in my life, and I would have never been one of those landlords. In my lease, it says that that animals are an important part of, uh, you know, children learning and, and such a great joy in life. We encourage you to have pets. However, you know, there's going to be a certain Deposit. amount. You know, there's a Deposit um, and, and it, I always made it refundable because some pets are better than others. You know, Absolutely. some dogs going to chew through the drywall. Other dogs are never going to go on the carpet. It right. just depends. And, and and I don't think it's always the master either. But I'd like to to bring on the 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 point of what if your cat gets out and it's declawed? Um, well, yeah, I mean, plenty of declawed cats get out. And my cat Senior Grouchy Pants managed went out every single day as a declawed cat, and I couldn't keep him in because he'd yeah. tear the screen out of out of the the windows. Um, but he um, somehow, uh, you know, if, if an animal is domesticated, just keeping a dog inside, it hasn't had a chance to learn to fight like some of the dogs that are running in packs and stuff. Well, you know, I mean, your dog is is a defense, you know, less has less of a defense mechanism simply because he's domesticated since he doesn't hasn't been running with the pack or whatever. So it's what that also is not a used to having to
0: chase down food. That's uh, that's sure. for sure. Let's go to Annie. Listening to Tallahassee's WFLA-FM. Annie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Annie. Hello. You're on the air? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead.
9: Uh, yes. Um, there's a reason they used to call it berserkly. Those <laughs> people are absolutely nuts.
0: Well, actually, they're borrowing an idea from other California cities where this has already happened. It's already illegal in what it, West Hollywood and a handful of other places Yeah, in I, uh, the
1: The list is uh, you know, right here some
0: and the nutty ideas are west just
1: hollywood uh, followed by beverly hills los angeles san francisco these are big metros now santa monica and now it's, berserkly
0: it's easy to pick on california no doubt about it but yes, there it are is. other places in this country oklahoma and we're on the air in enid uh, out there tonight uh, i think it's oklahoma isn't it the entire state where pitbulls have been banned or something That's like what that i remember it's been a couple I, of years it has been a while since i heard the story i mean there's so there's crazy uh, animal regulations all over the place
9: well, I'm, I'm heavily involved in, in dogs and, um uh, I, I see a lot of extremists. They have gone to the point where they have tried here in Florida to get the legislation that, uh, dogs cannot be owned, that owners are no longer owners, they're caregivers. They don't believe in spay and neuter. They don't believe wow. in training. Uh, they don't crazy. believe in Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm talking extremists.
1: You know, I was in um, it was I was in Greece. I think it was Heraklion was it was an island that I was uh, there, and they had cats. Everywhere these the, the cats were like seagulls. And um, I, they were so skinny and mangy. I was sitting down with one of those, oh, wow. those turbo fuel cups of coffee that they have in, in Greece. It's, it's in a thimble, but it, uh, it, it tastes like you're, you're chewing on coffee beans. And a little pack of cookies, you know, for, foreign cookies. And I, you know, held the cookie out for the cat to sniff. I'm like, <laughs> you're not going to want this. It's a, cho- it's a cookie. They nearly tore my arm off for that cookie. And then they began to tear, each, tear into each other. I mean, that's how hungry these mangy little
0: pests Are were. Against spaying and neutering out there in greece I, the I imagine
1: they just don't care enough and the the fact that we do they spend, eat the cats we spend there? money in order to spay and neuter our animals shows how much in fact we do care for them
9: well like i say there's there are extremists that that don't even think that animals, dogs in particular, should have vaccinations or shots. They shouldn't be housed or contained. They should be allowed to run free, and if they get hit by a car, oh, well, that's life's way.
0: Thank you Uh, you so much. I think you're absolutely right about that, and they're very disturbing people. In fact, uh, these are the the extremists she's talking about. In many cases, we'll do really radical things and dangerous and violent things in order to propagate their ideas. They'll go and they'll break into... The Animal Liberation Front. Yeah, Animal Liberation Front. It's been a while since we've talked about them. But There's also you- the Earth Liberation Liberation Front. Excuse Thank me. you for the call, by the way, Annie. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, the Animal Liberation Front is known for breaking and entering into scientific laboratories, yeah, labs
1: especially. And I, I, you know, people have this uh, this thing about uh, animals testing, testing stuff. And I, yeah. I, I understand where they're coming from. It doesn't seem as humane as the way I take care of my cat, but. You know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, do you? The question is, do you want to drop? Uh, you want to drop some shampoo in a in a rat in a rabbit's eye, or do you want to find a out that it, that it blinds a baby? Yeah. I, <laughs> right. I, I mean, these are things that you, you sort of need to like know,
0: a, right? It seems like a no brainer uh, to me, but and I can understand that they certainly have come up with ways, I suppose, to avoid doing animal testing, and eh, good on them on whatever those. I'm glad that those people
1: have stuff. exerted pressure. When that pressure yeah. gets to the point of
0: violence, violence
1: I think that a that's a real issue.
0: Destruction of property and violence,
1: absolutely. But honestly, I put the destruction and the violence below um, the level of legislation, because I think that that's institutionalized violence. So when the government says that uh, we'll use violence against you, it's a much bigger deal than than some group like the Animal Liberation Front saying they'll try to.
0: Your calls, I can put a guard at
1: the door for Animal Animal Liberation Front. I can't do anything about the government.
0: Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. You can bring up what? is on your mind. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number again, 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live.
14: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the porcupine realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: It is a live Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. You can join us on Facebook. Become a fan of the Free Talk Live Facebook group at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. And if you hate making extra trips to uh, carry the grocery bags back from the car... Well, you need to know about the TotaSack. I've been using it for the last few months here at my house, and I absolutely love it. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. Got two of them in the back of the car at all times. And it's only myself and Julia, so it's not like we've got a whole family uh, of people. But if you had a whole family, you might want to have four of them or more in the back of the car. Because these little tools will allow you to load up. As many bags as pretty much as you can carry onto one of these uh, 100% recycled materials uh, handles that are made right here in the United States. You wouldn't believe how it uh, multiplies your ability to carry bags. It's pretty amazing, and it makes it easier on your hands as well, because instead of having the multiple straps of the bags kind of crushing into your skin, they're all kind of weighing on the, the handle, and the handle is much easier to hold.
1: Ever so since great. I got mine, I uh, carry them in my back pocket when I go to the grocery store, and then I just carry all the groceries out on them, rather than to bringing a cart and then having to you know put the cart in the corral or whatever. I just put them all right in there and then uh, give the handle a little twist, and then um, once I get home, I pick them up and take them in.
0: You can go to totosack.com, get yourself the family Pack there. And Mark, there's a special offer on that, right? Yeah, it's um,
1: right now for the holiday season so that you can have the Tota Sacks for stocking stuffers. They do a they're doing a two-for-one on family packs, and they'll even, uh, on that other on the extra family pack, they'll even drop ship at half price. You have to call the company, and it's at TOTASAC.com, they have the uh, that on the contact information. It's not on the website to mm-hmm. order for the, the, the holiday special. You have to call them during business hours, but the contact information is right there at TOTASAC.com. It's
0: a great deal, two-for-one uh, right now, the family packs at TOTASAC.com. We're going to give you a two-pack, though, here, so you'll be able to know for sure that what we're saying is absolutely the case. These are great little tools. We'll do that giveaway here coming up sometime this hour. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a special number. The number we will give you will not be one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the call in line. Uh, we're going to that to take your calls about what's on your mind. Bill is in Kentucky. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
11: Hey guys. Um, hey Bill. What's make on a your quick mind. comment about the, the animal thing. Sure. Uh, before I get to my point, the, the area where I live in, which is small towns, mostly rural, largest cities fifty thousand people, and there's already. Uh, City ordinances, uh, I don't know that they've enforced them yet, but it was about August when this one particular t- uh, town uh, passed this ordinance that anybody who kept a dog uh, tied to a lead or a uh, chain outside would be subject to a fine or jail.
1: You know, I'm, well. a, I'm kind of interested in that one because it does seem very... Odd to me, this uh, you know tying dogs up. I mean, it may look cruel to somebody who's standing up there. What's really the difference between a lead and a fence? I suppose the dog could get itself tied up um, on something, but if you've got them, you know, if you've got them in a clear area. What's what's the big deal?
11: I uh, I don't know, but it just shows how you know how ridiculous things can get. But uh,
0: absolutely, and anyway, one law leads to another law leads to another law.
11: Which Leads to another one. But my point was about work um, in New Hampshire. And uh, you know maybe listeners can comment or you guys can comment, and I'll I'll take that uh, by hanging up when I'm down here uh, with the point. And, but I also posted on the FreestateProject.org, the and was surprise that nobody had responded to this inquiry. What you know, what I'm concerned about with work is I I'm not a guy that sits on the sidelines. I don't intend to be in the midst of things, but I'm also not uh, you know an entrepreneur at this point in time. So I'm going to have to work for someone else, mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to, t- to be involved in something where, because I'm following people around with cameras, because I'm, you know, putting my name out there and, and, and you know, getting more visibly involved, that a, that a company either uh, is unhappy with that uh, politically or just because they don't want, you know, somebody you know, bringing attention, you know, to their to their business.
0: Right, yeah, I totally totally understand where you're coming from on that and I'm sure you're not the only person dealing with that particular issue what you're talking about is the free State project the idea of moving uh, thousands of like-minded liberty oriented people all to the same place and getting active yep. for freedom and uh, you know if if the kind of, I, it, I guess it just depends on how choosy you are I mean if you're very choosy about the kind of work that you're going to do and it turns out that the only options on the table are options that are being provided by people that would not appreciate you getting out and you know doing things with cameras or whatever it is you're going to do then obviously that's going to be a problem but if If you're not as choosy, then your options are are going to open up, and you'll have um, you know you might have you might have the opportunity to work for a boss that appreciates that. Who who knows?
1: I haven't seen any that that, um, particular issue come up for any of the activists around here. However, many of them. Don't work in you know inside the the, the system. So it, it,
0: most it, of the younger activists all have jobs. Yeah, know, regular old jobs, working at jobs. So there's plenty of jobs available. I guess it just depends on who's out there and and what their feelings are. And, and when did you post the message over the Free State Project forum? Just curious.
1: Still there? Oh, he said he was going to take the Oh, he did. Answer.
0: That's right. I'm sorry, I didn't uh, didn't pay attention to that. 800-259-9231. Well, I am surprised about that. The Free State Project forum seems to be fairly active. Uh, as far as people answering questions of that sort, and so, they have uh, somebody
1: who's you know on on the committee there to sort of help people with jobs.
0: Yeah, so. if you posted it this afternoon and you didn't get a response in two hours, well, I'd say be patient and give it a, you know a few days. Obviously, I don't know when he posted it, but there's a lot of activity over there. So if you've got questions about New Hampshire, if you've got questions about the activism here and what it's like to be here, that is a very good place to go. Uh, it's freestateproject.org, or you can you just put the forum, the word forum in front of that, so forum.freestateproject.org. Good place to go to meet up with people who are already here on the ground, who have experience at working here in New Hampshire. And I do have to say that uh, it's my understanding the economy in New Hampshire is fairly good in comparison to the surrounding states. There's no doubt, just like all across the country, uh, there certainly is an economic downturn. But that said, it's not like Rhode Island where there's massive unemployment. Uh, It's fairly... Low the unemployment rate here compared well, to other New Hampshire areas.
1: is the freest state in the union as rated by the Mercatus Center, um, and in a virtual tie with I think South Dakota and was the other one Colorado I can't remember, but um, you know the, it, it generally corresponds that way. The more government intrusion, intrusion into the marketplace, the more, the more that you're,
0: misplaced the efforts, right? The, the, the more you are going to see uh, you know difficulties when times get tough. So that's uh, that's a little bit of info for you. I think that most people here haven't had those problems. I think you're right about that, Mark, as far as their their bosses you know, really cracking down on them. That said, though, it just depends on how active you're going to be. If you're going to be doing civil disobedience and possibly facing jail time, then you're going to need a pretty flexible workplace. And that's not necessarily available for most people that have uh, just a J-O-B. You've got to be there at a certain time. But if you're a good employee and you're very valuable, I know there was one guy here who works at a he works at a, the pizza one of the pizza establishments, and he went to jail for I think it was uh, six days or something like that on uh, an issue of civil disobedience. He was he informed his place of uh, business that uh, he was going to be going to jail, and they said you'll have your job waiting for you when you get out. Right, so. the guys you know
1: he's a good worker, and that's yes. always an issue. It's it's difficult to find people that are going to show up on time and do a good job when they're there. It is. I mean, when you're a, when you're when you're an employer. That's something you look for. So if if you if you don't show up on time and you're not that great of a worker, when you do show up, then
0: it'll be an excuse for them. To right. Get rid then of it's you. an
1: opportunity for them to. Uh, oh yeah, well, see, you, uh, sorry about that. We can't hold your job for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I I think that there are plenty of opportunities for people who are willing to be good workers. I think there are plenty of wonderful uh, things that people can do up here. And, and the as I say, the economy in New Hampshire fairly good compared to the surrounding regions. It's uh, generally known as the best economy in the Northeast, from what I understand at least. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it probably helps, like you're saying, Mark, that there's no sales tax and that there's no uh, personal income tax here. That that helps put more money in your pocket at the end of the week.
1: And the uh, the government says out of business is business a little bit more than
0: an elsewhere, too. All right, you can take control of the airwaves, and these are some of the reasons why New Hampshire was chosen, by the way, for the Free State Project. Bring up whatever you want, Saturday edition, 800-259-9231, this is Free Talk Live.
1: On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite Gold and silver pieces. The 20 franc has been made and trusted worldwide. They're about a fifth of an ounce of gold. Easily carried on your person in case of emergencies. Untracked by the government. Of a size that one can do business with. Who would turn down a 100-year-old gold coin? Get them for $233 a piece. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll free line. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are totally free. They include... The chat room. You can go in there any old time, of the day or night, but of course the best time is during the live show. Chat.freetalklive.com. That's chat.freetalklive.com.
1: Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark, empower, empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. There's no reason to pay those to pay lawyers to do so many of these common legal documents that you can get over at LegalZoom.com. And if you use the code FTL when you're checking out, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, you'll save 10 bucks at LegalZoom.com.
0: Toll free, 800-259-9231. Now, that is not the number you're going to need coming up for the giveaway that we're going to do, a two-pack of the TOTUS We'll uh, do that a little bit later. Let's first go to your phone calls. David, listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, David. How are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
15: Uh uh
11: I, I enjoy you guys.
0: Thanks, David. I, what's on your mind? W- Go ahead.
11: Okay. Uh, people have been calling in from Tallahassee and talking about cats. Uh Tallahassee has just passed an ordinance that, that there's a leash law for cats.
0: A leash Can you law.
11: Putting a cat on a leash.
0: I've tried it. It doesn't work very well. They just lay down. They yeah, done that, the that, civil disobedient cat. It That's doesn't amazing. work.
11: Yeah, I can't imagine that. So wait, so the, so that if I've your cat is going to be outside,
0: on. it has to be on a leash in tallahassee yeah
11: that's that's what that's what i've heard that, that they're they're and i <laughs> i can't imagine the uh animal control catching a cat and <laughs> To begin with,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds like somebody's. It's like somebody's going to get hurt. I remember uh, when I was a kid, I used to chase the lizards around in, in Florida. I think they're called anoles. The and uh, as I tried chasing them around as an adult, it's a re- I just bang my head on something. I'd be nearly knocked out. It, trying to chase uh, an animal is just nuts.
7: Right.
11: I also have a little side note. Sure. This, I, I don't mean to be sexist about this, but, but maybe but interpret be. it that way. But I, I can think of a lot of women that that ought to be declawed. Oh,
0: God, thank you for the call, David. 800-259-9231. Is that more of a comment about David's life than uh, anything else? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you can
1: I, sh- I can tell you when you find a good woman, you should marry her.
0: You uh, can bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. I think I found a good woman, but she doesn't want to get married, and I don't want to either. So that's how about a that? I mean, I'm not interested in that.
1: I'm uh, not saying a government marriage necessarily.
0: Well, I don't think she's just into the whole ceremonial aspect at all. Not, I mean, I think that if there was going to be a marriage, that it would definitely not be governmental. I think she would certainly agree to that. But the, ceremon- the ceremony is very silly, I think, to her. And I agree. I think it's a silly tradition, personally. I think, I'm think i all in favor of the idea of staying together with somebody for a lifetime. I think that's a fine idea. And if you like those traditions, then by all means, spend all kinds of money on them. Now, you, Mark, when you got married, you didn't really spend a whole lot. And I was impressed with that. You know how I am, a frugal Majorly, I, like I think is the word I'd use. Yeah. I like. What was it? A donut cake that you had? I think?
1: Yeah. We we got a, uh, several dozen donuts from I think it was the local Publix uh, glazed donuts and then put a put the little the little white uh, couple on top you know that they yeah. got. Yeah. And That's um, great. You, know,
0: you kind of stacked them up. You you know had yeah, it, a like pyramid. a ring. Uh, exactly concentric yeah. kind of rings I suppose. Yes.
1: All right, we continue. It was a nice cheap cake, and uh, we we managed to do the whole wedding for I think for fifteen hundred bucks. And it was 120 people.
0: Not too shabby. Let's go talk to Mike, listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, to WKBK. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Mike. What's on your mind tonight?
16: Well, I'd just like to comment on the uh, free state movement and make a long story short. uh, I've grown to know a number of the people from the movement. And I've found them to be very kind, loving people and who have an ability to want to work with one another not fight with each other, work together to, uh, you know, make make it a a better place to live. And here's how I got to uh, meet a bunch of them was our church was defaced. Mm -hmm. And And I was quite angry to begin with.
0: I can understand. I'd have been I'd have been pretty outraged myself. I mean, what happened to your church was essentially some presumably some teenagers uh, came along and uh, tagged it with all kinds of uh, phraseology. But one of the important things was they used the the uh, the circle A and they uh, called themselves anarchists. And there are people around here within the Free State Project movement that would consider themselves anarchists who are very upset that these kids or these punks, whoever they were, uh, did that and labeled themselves as anarchists. And it does have to do with the missing understanding of the term anarchy or anarchist. And so basically what happened was a lot of anarchists showed up to your church and helped you repaint.
16: Yeah, and and, and that was that was what, because when I went around and read the stuff and know I prayed and I said, that, you know, let's make let's turn this into something good. And a whole bunch of the people from the movement came down. None of us asked them to come down. They came upon when their own they opened up their hearts. They came down and they worked real, real hard to help you know, cl- cl- clean the church up, and, and I thank them all for that. And so subsequently, I've got to know a number of them. Some of them have joined our church, and they're all good, from what, what I've seen, all great people.
0: I think so, Mike. You know, I, and of course I am one of them, uh, but I'm not one of the ones that joined your church necessarily, but we've met before, and you're a very uh, nice guy, and uh, and I think you're absolutely right that it's been a wonderful, uh, growing experience for everybody around here. But there are certain people in this community that And, and Keene specifically. It doesn't happen so much around the rest of the state because, well, the Keene activists tend to be a little bit more outside of the system kind of activists. Uh, they tend to appreciate things like civil disobedience uh, here a little bit more than you'll find in the rest of New Hampshire. And so that co- that sort of crowd of activists is attracted here. And as a result of that, some people are, are very upset within the community. I think it's a small group of people, but they're very loud and they, they want to make it sound like it's everybody. They, they talk as though we don't want you here in Keene. Uh, you're not right here. Get out of here, free staters. That kind of thing. It's kind of anti-free state, which is really an anti-liberty activist um, mentality that's uh, that's happening here. And from what you're telling me is, Mike, you've had a chance to meet these free staters and these liberty activists, and you're saying they're not at all the you know the evil invading horde that some people seem to think they are.
16: No, that's just a mis. That's a gross misnomer, and that's just perpetrated by a very small number of people that are pretty close-minded, which you will fo- find in all communities. But I find that, uh, you know, matter of fact, I'm going to, I've been very, very supportive. One of my brothers who's incarcerated, and we've been... Praying, our church has been praying. We've held vigils up on the commons. D- don't out gloss Mr. over Hoffman it, Mike. He's, out
0: jail. he's not just incarcerated. You're talking about Kurt Hoffman. He's yep, been incarcerated sir. for 180 days because he dared stand up to the judge in court. He dared to uh, to ask the judge to say please when the judge was demanding that uh, that he sit down over you know the the defendant's table. And so he was somewhat disobedient in court, and as a result of that, he was slapped with 180 days and has been in there now for well over a month he's coming up on I, th- I would say a good month and a half uh at this point some of the activists have been doing things like uh, candlelight vigils and there was in fact one just tonight i know you've come out to a couple of them so far and of course people are going out and visiting him people are writing him if you want to write something to kurt you don't have to be here in Keene or in new hampshire there's a great website it's called mail to jail mail hyphen to hyphen jail.com you can go there and you can write a postcard or you can write a letter to kurt And Mail to Jail will pay for the postage and they'll print it out and they'll stuff it in an envelope and they'll get it out the door and uh, and send it off to Curtin. That's really great because it gives him something to do while he's behind bars and it really helps when you're on the inside and you know that people on the outside care so if you want to know more about Kurt and his situation uh, please visit freekeen.com because it's absolutely awful what the tyrants here in government have done to him and his family and his uh, his loved one Auburn who's now you know all by herself outside of uh, jail trying to take care of things on her own and she's doing as, as best a job as she can um, but I'm, certainly the more uh, assistance we can have here the better the more people we can get here that care about freedom enough to actually stand up for the freedom of others the better and we can we can stop these tyrants i think mike i think it's possible
16: well let me tell you a little bit i i, I met kurt. kurt kurt is probably one of the most kind-hearted men loving men that i've ever met i know auburn very well just an absolutely beautiful person and uh you know i've, I've taken this you know upon my heart is a lot of other people have to see whatever we can do to, to get him get him out he, kurt belongs out doing good work because he's a good Good man. Well,
0: the news now, Mike, I don't know if you heard this, but there are going to be daily candlelight vigils now outside of the uh, the judge's house and the uh, the man's house, the sergeant, the police sergeant that attacked him, violently attacked him and, and injured him. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. If you'd like to also, by the way, not just learn more about Kurt's situation, but actually read what Kurt has to say. He's been blogging on a on a regular basis. Uh, there have been about 20 blog posts that have been put up of his experiences from inside jail. It's all there for you at freekeen.com. And, again, mail-to-jail.com to write to him. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are totally free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one thing that we really need you to do, and this is a big, big, really, is to vote us. Not in the normal monthly voting thing that we do. This is big time. This is the podcast awards. It's a once a year voting opportunity for Free Talk Live's listeners to really help us out because we have won the last four podcast awards in a row. In fact, there have only been four podcast awards until this year. This is the fifth year that they're doing the podcast awards. So far, Free Talk Live is the only show that has won all four years in a row. But there's no
1: guarantee that we're going to win
0: because the competition is very fierce. It's very heavy competition this year. And so if we win this year, it will be the only show to have ever won five years in a row, which will be a nice little uh, trophy for us. And you can make it happen. All you need to do is go to podcastawards.com, and there are several categories. Now, Free Talk Live has been nominated, thanks to listeners like you, in the best political category. So in the political category, you will find Free Talk Live. Choose that as your option. And please go and vote for Free Talk Live at PodcastAwards.com. And you can do it once a day, by the way. From now until November 30th, you can vote for Free Talk Live. And the more votes we can get, the better. So ask a friend. Uh, if you know somebody that knows uh, that enjoys this program, uh, please send them over to PodcastAwards.com and have them vote for Free Talk Live as well. It's much appreciated, and you can do it every day. Let's go to your calls. Tom is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk live. Hello, Tom. Tom, New Hampshire? Yeah, it's
17: about that state representative who got busted for drinking underage. Okay, I told you about that. Yeah. But since you're talking about the Free State Project, there's an interesting point about that, you know? I mean, the guy is 20 years old. He was 19 when he got elected. Here in New Hampshire, this is the easiest place to get elected. To the state legislature, of course. It's true. True statement. I mean, to put it this way, I got elected to the (laughs) state legislature, okay? I mean, so, you know, people who are considering whether they could make a difference here. I mean, let's face it. If I can get elected to the state legislature by smiling and waving basically to a bunch of morons who will vote for anybody that smiles and waves to them, they can get elected to the new hampshire legislature i mean here's this guy he's not the only one uh, who's under the legal drinking age there's 10 representatives from that district that comprises about one-third of the city of nashua it's about 29 representatives for the whole city of nashua and new hampshire 400 members of the new hampshire house and you could very well wind up running unopposed there's one important thing you got to do whichever party you want to run on you got to Start early and contact that party's big shots and find out who is in charge of recruiting candidates. Because let's say they have uh, in that district eight seats to fill Mm -hmm. and you're going to run. Well, let's say the little old lady keeps on calling and calling until she's got eight names. And then you sign up, too. Now they've got nine names for eight seats. And that would be terrible. Because but if you were to sign up voters... early,
0: what, let, me see, let me see if I understand where you're going. If you were to get in early and let this woman, whoever the lady or the person is, the man that is, that is making the decisions of who's going to be on the, the list, uh, if you put your name in, then they might not make calls beyond once they get to the point of, of eight, if they, eight like, is the magic Oh,
17: goody, number. oh, goody, I filled the slate. Oh, goody, the party big shots are going to be so <laughs> proud of me because I fill the slate and otherwise they're going to have an extra name and that would be terrible because then the voters would have a choice about whether you're going to be their nominee <laughs> we've got to prevent that from happening you got to slide That's a, through the primary That's a slick because, tactic
0: i appreciate because, that tom and thank you for the call tonight yeah. at 800-259-9231 good tactic and people are getting involved on the political on a political level, at which I, to which or at which I have never seen here in New Hampshire. It is amazing. I mean, having come from Florida, being a Florida native, living there for 26 years of my life watching and as these libertarian or liberty-oriented candidates just go down in flames, down in flames. They
1: couldn't get elected to city council positions,
0: dog catcher, uh, mosquito control, just nothing. Here we already have a handful of Free State Project members, Free State Project participants, that are actually state representatives, so-called. And uh, that's only after having a few hundred people moved here, and you have to have lived here for two years in order to run for state rep, so in 2010, there will be a whole lot more free staters that will be eligible in the first place to even run. So we didn't have as many people that would have run back in 2008. So every two years, it will just be more and more uh, free state liberty activists that are that are running for office, which means more of them will get in and make it more difficult for the status, make it more frustrating for those who support the government and intrusion right. and oppression. By no
1: means have we taken the snowball of government growth and rolling it, and rolling it back up the hill. However, there are many hands uh, on the snowball slowing it down as much as they possibly can, yeah. and it's far more than you can say anything about your state and uh, you know what's what's going on for liberty there. I mean, certainly these right. tea parties have been sweeping the nation, and I'm all for uh, people getting out and telling people that they want the government out of their lives. Well, However, chanting
0: isn't going to get anything done. It, it does. Going, I mean, going to a protest isn't going to change the government. What's that? Uh, uh, what's that quote of the? I'm, I'm losing everything here. The uh,
1: even doped up, you're you're in, you're hurting. Today. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on painkillers. the the one the guy in Washington, Alexander Haig, was that is that, his that name?
0: is a guy who's been in Washington. And yes. his
1: quote was, uh, "Let let them protest all they want as long as they pay their taxes." That's right.
0: That's what that was his uh, quote.
1: Yeah, so and he's right. Protest all you want as long as you pay your taxes.
0: Well, I don't think you should pay your taxes. That's that's the perspective of the government. That's yep. what the people who are in charge are saying. And so, you know, the protests have their place. The, the Tea Party things, they have their place. No, gotta get,
1: you got to get people whipped up before absolutely. they're going
0: to do anything. People have to get out and get uh, get their feet on the ground and get some level of experience and activism uh, before they'll take the next step and do something like civil disobedience or or non-cooperation and take some risk. But if you really want to see effectiveness uh, as far as political action is concerned, and, of course, the outside-the-system civil disobedience, it's all here. Freestateproject.org. All right, we continue. Uh, Anthony's in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Anthony? Anthony? Florida. Um you're uh, on here.
15: Go ahead. Um, sorry, my phone
0: cut out a little bit. That's all right. What's um, on your mind tonight?
15: We I had a story to tell you guys.
0: Okay, can you keep um, it short?
15: We had a run in with a undercover police officer. Uh oh. Who's we? Um We were in um I was walking out of my house to get my MP three player. Mm-hmm. And this black Car pulls up, and this police officer walks up to me and says and asks if I was driving the van because we had just come home from from work mm-hmm. and uh he and I told him no, and i wasn 't quick enough because i i'm like i wasn't driving this van, my dad was He's like, well, well, where is he? How did you know it was a police
0: him... officer, by the way? What? How did you know it was a police officer if he was undercover?
15: Because he had guns, badges, everything.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> Not that's too undercover. usually fairly... Okay, so he wasn't really... So the car was undercover. He himself was... Yeah. Uh was uh, draped with the things that a police officer would be draped with. I would say that you immediately made a mistake by answering his first question. Yes, I did. Uh, it's, it's very likely. Remember, when a cop is talking to you, And they can approach you. It's called a contact. So anytime you're out and about walking down the street, a cop can absolutely walk up and begin to ask you questions. And it is totally your choice as to whether or not you want to engage them in a conversation. And, of course, you have to remember that the more information you give the cops, uh, the more likely they are to put some metal bracelets on you and take you into a cell. I don't know
1: necessarily that that part is true, but it's more likely that you'll be convicted. Um, I think that if you're just (laughs) stubborn with a cop, you are likely to go to jail. Depends.
15: Yeah. And so... So he caught. He talked. Uh, he had, and then he. he uh, we uh, dad had just come out of the bathroom, and he uh, he like shut off all the lights and everything, and and went out and talked to him, and he had said that the police told him that someone snitched on him, that he was swerving on the road.
0: Did they, did they do anything? Did they Did they ticket him or do anything like that?
15: And then. And then he gave He said, uh, he said him a warning and walked off. Yeah,
0: that's all they can do, because they, if the they cops didn't, didn't see it. actually see it, thank you for the call tonight, Anthony. Appreciate hearing from you. Don't talk to the cops, because they will <laughs> – there's a very high likelihood that they will use what you say to arrest you and to take you to a jail cell. The Totasac giveaway is happening uh, right about now. You can dial in and be caller number 4 at 603-435-1105. We'll take caller four. You're going to get a two pack of the TOTASAC. It's going to make it a heck of a lot easier for you to bring your groceries in from the car, and who knows what other things you'll figure out to carry on them. That's what I use them for, and they're great. T uh, o t a s a k dot com is the place to go to order yourself a. a uh uh, six pack you can get a family pack but you will have to call their, their is it a toll free number Mark um, I'm not sure I don't think
1: they have a toll free number and a regular number
0: you will have to call their order line to get the two for one deal you. so if you want to get that six pack you can get two for one if you call them during business hours um, and of course com to learn more we'll take caller number four at 603-435-1105 that's the contest line 603-435-1105 and hour number three is on the way you can bring up whatever's on your mind this is Free Talk Live This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the Live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right to your phone calls we go. Jim, listening in Tampa to WFLA. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Just great, Jim. What's on your mind?
15: Well, I've got a question. You mentioned that you were from Florida. What transition problems did you have going from Florida to New Hampshire?
0: Transition problems. Well, I mean, I'm a Florida native, so I was a little bit concerned about the the cold weather factor, Um, and uh, my my hands and and feet are still fairly sensitive uh, to the cold, but as long as you wrap yourself up and keep your your trunk nice and warm, you'll be fine. Uh, And plus, I've adjusted to it. I mean, I remember when I was in Florida, and I've been here now for three years, moved up uh, back in 2006, uh, Labor Day weekend of 2006, and so it's been over three years. And I remember that down in Florida, it would rarely get below 50. (laughs) There was maybe a week where it would drop to freezing-ish during the nighttime, You're right. That's the nighttime, but not uh, during the daytime, right. So I remember, right. I remember when it when it was in the 60s in Florida, I would have a coat on and I'd be all bundled up and I'd think it was really really cold outside. And now if it's 60 and sunny out, it's a really it's a really day. nice day. So, uh, so yeah, there was definitely some adjusting. But as far as other things, really, it's just a matter of moving. So I sold off most of my furniture before I left that way I didn't have to haul that up here and I bought a lot of that stuff at garage sales so I could save some money and
1: learning uh, to drive on, uh, you know, in I and snow is an important, uh, uh, you know, trick. Taking but it slow helps. That's really the trick. Is to, having all-wheel
0: drive helps as well. I did get a new vehicle, uh, not a new vehicle, but a new, something that was new to me up here. I uh, changed from a truck to a to a Subaru and those are all all wheel drive so any any Subaru you get is going to have that and they you know for you might want to get winter tires uh, that makes it easier to handle snowy and icy icy conditions like that but if you're just puttering around in in the city uh the, you know there's not too much you have to be concerned about but one of the other things you might want to do is get yourself an emergency kit Put together, in case you are driving from place to place in remote locations uh, that way if something tr- you know something awful happens to you you 'll be able to survive the the weather um, so the weather is certainly an issue up here, but for me, it was a still it didn 't prevent me from coming here because I wanted to be around like minded people I wanted to get around uh, the the people that have moved here already, and of course, there are more coming here there 's a new guy in town uh, tonight as a matter of fact. Uh, but new people coming up to New Hampshire all the time and, and getting active for freedom. I wanted to be where the action is, and it is here.
15: How about if you? I've got uh, several boys. Uh, if you were going to compare the schools from. Down here to up in New Hampshire, what would you say that would be
1: i 'd say that um, if you're if we 're looking at government schools and i 'm never going to recommend at all that anyone send their children to government schools because I think that it 's uh, you know they're socialist indoctrination centers. however, the socialist indoctrination centers up in the northeast in the, in New England area are significantly better than any socialist indoctrination center down in the south Is that true absolutely they take uh, they take education extraordinarily seriously up here, and uh, down there where you are. I'm sorry, the voting population, by and large, doesn't have children. They're over 70, and they don't want to spend money on educating your kids.
15: Well, and they don't comprehend because they're still living in World War II.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts for us tonight or questions, Jim? No,
15: that, that, that pretty well covers
17: it. I, sure have, your time,
0: have you, I, have, I have a question for you. Have you signed up as a participant of the Free State Project? Absolutely. I signed up to move up in 2012. Oh, great. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you then, and I thank you for the call tonight. In fact, what we found out is there are a lot of people that are Free State Project participants in that they are individuals who've decided to make the move from all across the country and around the world to New Hampshire in order to get active to achieve liberty in their lifetime. We're as darn close as we can get. Uh, To get up here. What we've noticed is that the more news starts to generate out of uh, New Hampshire, the more liberty oriented news, whether it's political successes or successful civil disobedience, I mean, just today, by the way. Uh, just today, we've wrapped up two full months of people smoking cannabis in public here in Keene and also out in Manchester, New Hampshire. It's been going on day after day. People at 4.20 in the afternoon uh, getting high in town square. And it's been an amazing experience for me uh, going out there and, and watching this mass civil disobedience going on and the police leaving it alone. So news like that, um, and plus the, the political successes this year. Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance I outlined some of those, even in an off year, Essentially, municipal election year, there was some uh, some successes. And so when that news gets out there, it gets people revved up. It gets them excited because, well, there's real success happening here on the Liberty Front, unlike anywhere else, for the most part. And that that has encouraged more than a handful of people to move up their move plan. Some people have said, yeah, I was I was going to come in 2012, but it's so darn exciting what's happening there. I wanted to be there now. And I have to say, I'm glad I didn't wait as long as you know I could have. I could have waited longer. We could
1: still be down there. I mean, yeah. The 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 basic the basic agreement with the Free State Project is to simply move when the counter gets to twenty thousand within five years of the counter getting to twenty thousand. Twenty
0: thousand participants who've said they would move. And it's at ten thousand right now. So yeah. It, well, it's close, isn't it? Well, oh, nearly. It's quite yeah. crossed it. So we're close to ten thousand. So help us get there at uh, freestateproject.org. All right. We continue with your calls, and we'll go to I believe Joe is on the line in California. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey guys, how you doing? Joe, what's on your mind tonight?
11: Well, I just wanted to, um, last few weeks ago, I think you guys were talking about Walmart and Uh um, sweatshops. And I kind of wanted to relate a story in our local area about Walmart. I think you guys will appreciate it. By all means? Well, there's a a Walmart, obviously, in this town. There's a Walmart uh, in every town. No, not true. I don't think
0: New York City has one. I guess it's not a town. (laughs) But go ahead.
11: But um, so they've been there for, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. And they've been trying to expand into groceries and add a grocery section.
0: Sure, for a super right. Walmart, as they are called. The Walmart, Da-dum. right.
11: And they've been, the city council fights them all the time. Ugh. And they've had to go through environmental studies after environmental study, and they've, they've jumped through all the hoops. And just a couple weeks ago, they had another vote on whether to allow it or not. And everyone thought for sure they would approve it this time. But the city council denied them again, <laughs> and I cannot believe the reasons they gave They didn't like the deal that Walmart was giving them because they're trying to get them to cut the the town a good deal. Yeah, they want a big right. And so what they want now is a million dollars to go to low-income, to buy wood stoves for low-income people. Or not wood stoves, alternatives to wood stoves because there's a pollution problem in the town kind of when people burn wood. So they want them to give the city council or the city a million dollars to disperse to the people.
1: Oh, Not I see. Directly. So it doesn't go directly to they, – they can't give out these alternatives to wood stoves to the poor people themselves. They have to give it to the city who's city. going to then handle oh, yeah. it. Handle it. And I can tell you how this city government operates. They take a big old slice for their bureaucrats. Oh, yeah. And then they, oh, yeah. they do whatever it is that they're going to do, and they do it – poorly.
0: Right, they'll buy, from, they'll buy the wood stoves from their buddies, and they'll pay five times too much. And whatever they buy is going to be a poor alternative to wood stoves anyway, because wood stoves, there's a reason pe- poor
1: people use them, is it's cheap to, to heat your home with wood as opposed right. to anything else, so it's not just, I mean, you can get, you can basically get a free wood stove, it's the install installation that's really the issue when it comes to mm-hmm. these things, so uh, and, and you can have heat for a relatively small amount, uh, whereas when you're talking about any other source of heat it costs more. That's why poor people heat right. with wood.
11: <laughs> right. They also, they also wanted them to b- build better access roads to the store, and they wanted, to give, they wanted Walmart to give hiring preferences to any grocery store worker in the city that was displaced because of their store coming in. So basically if you lose your job because Walmart <laughs> right you would because have to
1: hire you. your store isn't as uh, the store you work at isn't as good as competing co- well, competing in the marketplace as Walmart but you know th- this really comes down to a property rights issue. I mean yeah. I don't it's it's hard to feel bad for Walmart. I mean they are the right. biggest company in the world
0: and they certainly take advantage of government when they can. Yeah, and they certainly
1: uh-huh. do. But at the same time, uh, you know, wouldn't you like to be able to gro- open a grocery store on your property if I mean <laughs> isn't that fair? Right.
11: right. And it cracks me up because there's there's about seven other grocery stores in this town, and they're all chains and big corporations. The Costco's there. I don't know if you guys know what Costco is, but mm-hmm. it's a big
0: Big box, chain owner. Yep. You know?
11: Yeah. And that's there, and they have – I mean, I don't it's, – it's, it just cracks me up, the uh, – the extortion, kind of, that the that's gave.
0: absolutely what it is. And the whole idea that they'd have to hire the uh, the people that were fired from the other stores, <laughs> yeah, what? So, so you I want to staff Walmart with the, the lowest quality employees from the rest of the stores? They got the axe for a reason, I imagine. Thanks right. for the call, we appreciate hearing from you. 800 259 9231, that's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's the live Saturday edition. You can bring up anything. Zero tolerance rears its ugly head again. This time, it's a food fight. We'll explain what happened. It's Free Talk Live.
8: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything. Style in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com.
1: Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has five days of firearms training waiting for you. All for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free free. Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. That's right. You heard me right. It's a Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice from FrontSight.com. Go there for your training and free gun. It's FrontSight.com.
0: All right. Let's talk zero tolerance. It's a topic that has come up on a Saturday show recently, and it's so easy to find examples of this insane policy that exists at well, I think pretty much every government school out there, at least the ones that we've ever heard about, uh, there where essentially if you've got a, a butter knife that you sent with your kid in their lunchbox and they get caught with it in the cafeteria, they'll be violated on a zero tolerance policy for weapons. They
1: can be. They, you know, the the thing is, is the government tends to be very arbitrary in the enforcement of these things.
0: Well, and it seems like with zero tolerance policies, they're very, very in favor of enforcing because, well, they want to show that they're tough on. Those are the news
1: stories that make it. What you don't see is probably the hundreds, if not thousands of butter knives that get whipped out in cafeterias across this nation. And it doesn't really matter to the average parent. I would just imagine that's true. And it doesn't matter to the average parent until their little son or daughter is the one that's that's caught up in this zero tolerance thing. And once the mechanism gets, the, the government apparatus gets rolling in these situations, there's no stopping it.
0: No, some sometimes the uh, kids for for the most innocuous of things are suspended or expelled or somehow punished saturday school all kinds of uh, punishments for some of the most silly things, like you know, bringing an aspirin to school, it's a
1: violation of the zero tolerance on drugs. Right. This what this story here isn't as outrageous as some of them that we have read because you know somebody what? could have really been hurt in this situation. This is a
0: this is a story in which people were arrested for a food fight. Under, I think that's pretty outrageous.
1: Sure, man, but that you've never been hit in the head with a with a uh, lunchroom tray either.
0: Oh, is that what happened? Someone got hit with a, it with it a did, tray?
1: That didn't happen. Uh, they they are not claiming that. However,
0: well, I've, whenever I've seen a food fight, which hasn't been very often, but it's usually been food. That that is thrown not the There's trays. the claim that a tray, a, a tray went flying through the air.
1: I see, and you, you know, I mean, it's a it's a situation where I think one do thing. Do you leads arrest to...
0: someone for that though? I mean, even if somebody did get hit, even if little Johnny hit little Billy with a tray in the cafeteria, I don't think you need to call the police department in in for that. I think that that's where. Well, I you think know, that's where they... Johnny gets uh, to pick up the trash around the school for a, for a day. Or
1: I think that's like where. That. I think that would be a situation where little Billy's uh, parents should be called in, and it is what they want to do. If little johnny did assault little billy with a with the edge of a lunchroom tray by throwing it through the air then you know maybe that's the instance when uh, charges should be brought up
0: charges uh, are you kidding me you're talking about just some kids having a little a little spat i mean th-
1: if one kid shoots another kid in the head with a with a revolver is is,
0: is that a little spat i would say that that's a little bit more
1: serious Dude, it's a lunchroom tray if it's chucked across the room I'll tell you what. Tomorrow I'll go find a lunchroom tray. You stand there. Let me chuck it at your head, and we'll find I out what punishment sure, you think is dr- you're just talking at that about,
0: point, You're talking about, what are we talking about, elementary school here? What is this? Let me read the
1: story to you before you go. Uh, Two you know,
0: elementary school kids getting in a, in a fight involving I don't a think lunch it's a, tray. I don't I, think deserves to, uh, the cops to be called. I but think but,
1: this is more like a middle school, um, because the, the kids are, I, th- I think they top out at 15 years old.
0: Well, I'd, you're, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are as well. At 800-259-9231, should the police be brought? In on a, on a lunch tray being flung, I don't know. I'm not. I, no, no, I don't not,
1: not a should. lunch tray being flung isn't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a lunch tray hitting somebody in the head. That didn't happen in this instance. Yeah. However, you and your little laxadaisical way of enforcing things, I just think uh, you know what little Johnny should have to renew um, renumerate remunerate little Billy for I his think hospital restitution fees.
0: Absolutely would be appropriate. I don't. And know as far as I'm concerned, he can jail jail do it by cell. turning
1: big rocks into little rocks. I do oh, not please. care. All right. More than two dozen students were slapped with criminal charges in connection with a food fight in the cafeteria at a Chicago charter school. CBS 2's Pamela Jones was there Friday when the kids got released from police custody. The students were caught in the chaos at Perspectives Charter School in Clument Campus, Police arrested 25 students, ranging from 11 to 15, after a food fight broke out in the cafeteria Thursday. Now, I'm not saying that I think that this is right. I'm just saying that if, if, you know, the situation happened where somebody got hit in the head, and they did.
0: If someone was seriously damaged, I can understand having some sort of. You're going to be seriously
1: damaged if you get hit in the head with the edge of a food tray. When I was in prison for nine years, they used to use these weapons. I've seen men with their heads split wide open, lying on the floor, bleeding into the drain, dude. Shut your freaking mouth. The next thing that you know, I saw a tray flying in the air, and then I saw an, or- an orange fly. Now, I used to get an orange fight. I lived, grew up in Florida. I used to get in orange fights all the time. With the neighbor's kids, we'd fling grapefruits and orange and yeah. kumquats at each other because, you know, nobody eats those things. Um, <laughs> some people, I suppose, have really good trees. Student Jordan Grievous, very funny name. Then I heard the words, food fight. The incident injured about three students. Student Portia Carter says that she tried to help one of them out but got arrested and handcuffed. This is kind of a bad situation. You happen to be there? The cops swoop in and, you know, just take it. You're just trying to drag somebody out of the milieu there. Some of the students say a staff member belittled them, calling them animals. Then the police hauled them off. They stayed at the 6th District Chicago Police Station for hours before parents say that they were notified. He's been sitting here from 12 to 5, uh, parent Keith Holmes said. They wouldn't let him call. Obviously, they wouldn't. I'm angry, yes, very angry. So what um, a lot of the parents are concerned with here is that uh, the kids will have these charges on their record and won't be able to get into college because they can't be dismissed until they're 17 or something like that. And I think that that's a, uh, it's a legitimate concern. When it comes to a food fight, it seems to me that the kids, uh, you know, that, that the punishment should be able to be handled inside the school system. That's I what I'm saying. Until somebody gets hurt and that's something entirely different. Kids get
0: different. hurt in fights all the time. I would hope the police are not called on every single instance. If somebody jacks another kid in the face and busts his nose up, do you need the police to get involved? I think we can find ways to solve these problems. I'm not talking about problems. a little bump here. I'm just talking about... I'm know. talking... I just said somebody's, you know could have their nose broken in a fight at school. Fights happen with kids all the time, and thank goodness they're not calling the police in to deal with this stuff. They have internal... That's all I'm saying, Mark. I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt if somebody got hit with a tray, I'm just saying I think you're jumping a little too far by saying bring the cops in.
1: I think if somebody gets jacked in the side of a head with a tray and, it, and, and they're hurt, that their parents um, absolutely should be informed, the teachers should take uh, notes down, and if the parents okay, want to I bring charges so against that, that student, then that's what they should be able to do.
0: Well, I guess that would be the parent's decision in this ca- in that case, but I don't think that's necessary. I, think I don't should think try that to there should be any out. charge brought just by the state. I think that that's, that's what's crazy. happened here, right? Absolutely, I mean, that's, that's t- what happened here. Because a parent didn't call in the cops on that one. Yeah, but you lose credibility when you say, well, you should never call the cops for nothing. I don't think so. I didn't say you should never call the cops. I just think that generally calling the cops is a bad idea, and I think that people should try to work things out on their own. How many times have we read stories where people called the cops in thinking it was going to help them with their family situation or Help them in some sort of uh, dispute, and the cops ended up arresting somebody inappropriately. Or, or shooting them. Or, it it or certainly hurting it has them. happened,
1: but um, you know, when police are in a, uh, a house, it's a different situation than when they're in a school. I'm not sure what and you mean by that. Well, they're not going to walk into the school and start plugging people, dude. Okay, but they still arrested 25 kids. They did. All right. So, anyway, um, th- that's that's the story. They, they arrested uh, 25 kids uh, what for having the a food fight. Yeah, there was... Uh, some kind of disorderly conduct, essentially.
0: 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I think the appropriate thing to do would be that some sort of uh, detention. Well, they'd have to clean so up their clean mess up the, damn the first kitchen, thing I do. Or clean up the, uh, the the cafeteria and a little bit of detention after that. The police Reckless charges. conduct. Who supports this stuff? 800-259-9231. Is it you? Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want.
5: If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24 hour a day free local tech support with no setup fees. Just restrictions, apply. Call 1 866 2 GetNet. That's 1 866 the number 2 GetNet. Or go to dslextreme.com.
0: Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, all you have to do is click. They're right there on the front page. You don't have to log in. There's no membership fee like those other talk show hosts want to charge you. We just give it away. And if you like the show, we've got some options to help support Free Talk Live. But it's all free, so enjoy over at freetalklive.com. And if you know somebody who's uh,
1: in, uh, you know, just graduated high school or moving on to college, there's internships uh, that are being offered by the uh, the Institute for Humane Studies. Um, For instance, Journalism Institute um, internships. If you're interested in journalism and passionate about liberty, learn about print, broadcast, or investigative journalism by interning at a newspaper media network or state policy organization the program includes a week-long career workshop a stipend housing assistance and mentoring and job search assistance after you've completed the internship placements are available during the spring summer and fall apply for spring placement by november the 15th so you've really got to get on it it's tomorrow 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 at midnight but what about summertime of course it's rolling it's rolling so if you procrastinate
0: you can still get in where do you go
1: it's libertarianinternships.com. dot com. That's
0: libertarianinternships.com. dot Now think about it from this perspective. If you've been listening to Free Talk Live, you know that you know, we're doing all right as far as business is concerned. Free Talk Live is profitable. We're on fifty six radio stations. We're on the internet, and uh, people are listening to the show. People are buying advertisements, and our advertisers are you know uh, they're they're coming back from buying more advertisements. So things are going well for uh, for Free Talk Live. We never did any of this stuff, Mark. I mean, we never went into uh, <laughs> to build a network at uh, one of the libertarian. They didn't have libertarian internships. uh not when, that I knew of. When uh, at least not the not, yeah, the night that I knew of when we were starting this show. So if we can make it in media without going through that, imagine how much how helpful this will be. I mean, actually going and learning about uh, you know the, these particular. Uh, I don't know anything about journalism. <laughs> you know, I'm just doing a talk show. So imagine the the kind of success that that could help you and the the people that you'll meet and the networking that you'll be able to do. And and it's free. And they well, give you a housing. Stipend? It's not free. They give you money. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's crazy. housing allowance and a stipend.
0: All right, let's go to your uh, calls here about what you want. Todd is taking control of the airwaves. Listening in, Hampton, Virginia, to W T A R. Hello, Todd. Hey, what's up? What's on your mind tonight, Todd?
4: Hey, I, I just getting uh, just got home from work, and on the way home, I was listening to you about a, you had a caller referring to a wood stove, and you re- referred to that caller about. Um poor people usually uh use those wood stoves. Yeah, that's what you said. Mark. And stuff.
1: That's what Mark said, yeah. I think that it's it's the cheapest way to heat a home.
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's inexpensive. Um but I don't think all poor people use wood stoves.
1: No, I think most poor people live in uh in apartments uh where they probably don't have wood stoves as an option. I would be nice. I guess. agree.
4: I I live comfortably in my own home and I have four or five vehicles, a motorcycle, and I have a wife and three kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, we have a wood stove, and we very, we enjoy it very much. Uh, hey, we, I've got a wood stove too, man. It. I'm not so, saying yeah,
1: we, I'm we, not saying poor pe- the people that that heat with wood. That's a completely right. different statement. People people that heat with wood aren't necessarily poor. I have a wood stove too. I'm just familiar with wood stoves because I have one, and I know that heating with a wood stove is cheaper than heating with oil or gas or propane or anything else. You got to oh, yeah, work definitely. for it, though.
4: Right, definitely, but. We usually use ours just to pretty much heat the house, but we don't use that as our only heat source. We have a gas heater. Very good. And uh we use a gas heater when it gets you know, starts getting cooler in the house.
1: Well I, I only but, have I only have wood, so I guess you're the big time, huh? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I guess you can call that. Well, <laughs> we really enjoy our wood stove. and We're not cool. really poor. I wish I had one. Yeah, I don't well, think I'm that's not w- well off.
0: Right, that's not what he was saying. He wasn't saying that people who use wood stoves are poor. In case okay. that, in case it was miscommunicated. Does uh, is there anything that's, else I'm, in your mind I'm, tonight?
4: I just caught the last part of that communication when I got on sure. the truck and listened to the radio. And
0: so, anything else you want to talk, I talk refer about tonight,
4: Todd? To that or people were using wood stoves, and I'd
0: kind of disagree with it. Fair enough. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line.
1: It's one of those uh, things about being on the radio.
0: People are going to misunderstand what you say. Yeah, if you tune in halfway through, it's it's hard done. It, – you've got to recap, that's for sure, but you can't recap everything because people are always tuning in. It's one of the things you have to remember as a uh, radio talk host is that at any moment, at any point in the sentence you're speaking, somebody could be flipping on their car radio for the very first time, you know, just pulling out of the, the airport or something yep. like that. I've never heard you before in their lives. You're talk talking about uh, giving my young
1: son a bath, and pretty soon people think I'm talking about raping babies. You never know. <laughs> God.
0: All right. Uh hey, a little bit of good news here. I don't know if you heard this Mark, but the American Medical Association, which is not a, an organization that gets too much praise on this show. Because essentially it's really nothing more than yeah, a am I'm I'm, not,
1: I'm, not real, really, uh, I'm I'm medicine. not am not really i really American 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 unionized cartels.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a cartelization of the uh, the doctor, the, you know, essentially being a doctor, it's doctors getting together and setting rules to make it more difficult to be a doctor and therefore artificially restricting the supply of people who can be who are doctors in the marketplace, therefore artificially inflating the prices. And of course, they are usually arguing for more government regulations. But in this case, they deserve a little bit of praise. According to the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org, Uh, Just recently, this past week, the American Medical Association, the U.S.'s largest and most influential medical association, passed a new policy stance calling for a government review of marijuana's legal status. Now, I don't know... that means necessarily uh, that anything will happen if the government reviews it, but their new policy urges that marijuana status as a federal Schedule One controlled substance be reviewed with the goal of facilitating the conduct of clinical research and development of cannabinoid-based medicines and alternate delivery methods. It goes on to explain this position should not be construed as an endorsement of state medical marijuana programs. So... Not exactly the most ringing uh, situation of uh, you know an endorsement in any shape or form. But, but I think that
1: scientists in the United States should be able to study marijuana.
0: Essentially, they can't. Yeah.
1: and that <laughs> I mean that's a pretty closed-minded uh, the view of things. Right, the way I see it.
0: Schedule one is the DEA's scheduling process where they have schedule one, two, and three, and it, basically schedule one is the most serious. Schedule so, right. so they have marijuana scheduled with PCP. Right. Um, and here it is, the,
1: the really a, a relatively, um, you know, certainly less harmful drug than, say, alcohol, which is legal. and On
0: the same uh, level as heroin.
1: Right. It, it's absolute, absolutely ludicrous. And I, I can tell you why the DEA wants to protect their uh, sort of monopoly on uh, enforcement of, I guess they don't monopoly on enforcement of, uh, the reason they want to keep marijuana illegal is because they know the DEA is intimately involved in their business, which is busting people for possessing things um, that they, you know, otherwise would be able to possess in the world. I mean, you know, they've grown them, they've bought them, it's theirs. They're in that business, and they know that marijuana is the most lucrative of drugs for law enforcement because it is bulky, it is stinky, mm. it is easy to find, yep. and it is in high demand. So... Number one cash crop in America. That's that's true. Uh, the, the marijuana is the number one cash crop in America, people. So if marijuana were to become legal then the DEA couldn't bust people for it and then the financing for their little war on drugs yeah, that what they've what been about fighting their budget? the honestly it's the war on your friends and your family and your neighbors war on freedom or on the 4th amendment privacy then that would be uh, severely hampered if they would have to fire people they're just you know they they just wouldn't need as many uh, bureaucrats out there looking if well I don't know how I don't know how how marijuana compares to the rest of the drugs, but I would say that you're talking about marijuana is probably it's it's certainly half of the arrests for drugs in this nation. A little more more than half. And I'll bet you, if for pound for pound for drugs, that marijuana is probably something like eighty percent of the drugs that are consumed.
0: Yeah. Oh, consumed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for sure. Alcohol. You have to exclude
1: alcohol and prescription drugs from that formula. At least I was in my mind. Right.
0: Uh, so, But still, a little bit of good news, right? I mean, the American guess, Medical though. Association, a typically very, very conservative uh, organization, is not very interested in getting behind marijuana. In fact, they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, they're watching their words very carefully here. They don't want to say they're in favor of marijuana. They don't want to say that they want marijuana to be legalized. They just want people to be able to research it. They want drugs to be developed from it or to, you know, the possibility of being able to do those things. But because marijuana is a Schedule One narcotic, you can't even do research studies on it. You can do it around the world, in other places, but not here in the United States. And it's outrageous <laughs> that marijuana should be treated as heroin, as PCP, LSD, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, though LSD is certainly not on the, uh, the level of PCP and heroin. Those are the most, some of the most dangerous drugs. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. live saturday edition of the show only moments remain enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231 that's the sacle c-a-i toll free line 800-259-9231 tonight it's ian with you and mark and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com we invite you there to enjoy all the features for free now, if you like the fact that we give you those features free, then please support us by going to become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. It'll cost you all of three bucks a month. You'll get access to special stuff like the uh, the perks, like the Amp Only call-in lines, chat room, the forum, the Amp only podcast, and more. Uh, you can go and get all the details and get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal account or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Again, amp.freetalklive.com to Tallahassee. WFLA-FM listener Ryan is with us. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Ryan.
15: Hey guys, I love your show on Saturday night. Thank you, sir. Um, What's on your mind? Well, I was calling about
11: the uh, zero tolerance, and I think that the uh, in in our school system, I think that a big part of the problem, at least in my view, and mind you, I don't have kids myself, but you know, going growing up, you don't have rights as a kid in school. No, and you school, don't. And I think that that you know, we're, I can't speak for middle school and elementary school, but as far as high school is concerned, here we are asking kids to you know get ready for college and to. You know, um, work jobs
15: and do all this stuff that are adult,
11: but you can't have free speech in school, that's or crazy. you can't have a, a butter knife in school because of zero tolerance. And I think, and that's supported by schools being zones that are like completely separate legal entities. Somehow schools are able to get away with having their own set of laws that are enforced by. By courts and by other institutions, and I think it's ridiculous.
1: Well, I agree I think, with you. When, I, think, I think, that the, 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 the issue is. Hello, the, yeah, hello? right here. Can you hear us. <laughs> the, the government went. Um, the government got into the business hello? of
0: educating people. I don't know what to do. We're anymore. having technical difficulties. Maybe put him on hold or something like that, and see if you can get him back. The government got into the
1: business of educating kids, and it's all about the poor people. I'm sure is is what everyone worries about in these instances. But it's a it's a very uh, difficult position because most state constitutions um, state that a person should have the right to free speech. However, here you have a government building that uh, you know is paid for by the taxpayers, and a student doesn't have free speech there. They do have free speech in other public areas, but not in a school. And I can see how you can't run a school with a, with everybody with the right to. Free speech because you'd never get any work done. However, the government shouldn't be in the business of educating kids in the, in the first, first place. place. If it is a private, uh, private piece of property that in a private school, um, and the government wasn't in the business, of course, uh, tuitions would be significantly lower at pr- private schools. People demand these things, and, and you know, just like in the marketplace, you can get a hamburger for a dollar, and you can get a hamburger for thirty-six dollars out there. You can get school at different rates. But, um, you know, in a in a private zone, it's something completely different. You can't come to my house and yodel underneath my window at midnight. You don't have that free speech because it's my property. Right. So you've got free speech on public property because, well, you're a citizen and you paid for it. And whereas on private property, it's not yours,
0: you didn't. I totally share Ryan's concerns as well. And, and by the way, Ryan dropped off the line. I, clearly, there were some technical difficulties there. If he wants to call back and comment a little further, certainly welcome to uh, at 800-259-9231. Or you can uh, add your thoughts into the mix. But I remember when I was in high school, they had taught us, not a whole lot, obviously, but enough for me to be aware. They had taught us about the you know, Bill of Rights. You've got the right to freedom of speech. You've got the right to this and that, right to bear arms, right to, you know, all kinds of supposed rights. They tell you that you have the right to these things. And I remember specifically the principal of the school, because he and I kind of were on a first-name basis. uh, But the the principal of the school very explicitly told me once that there is no freedom of speech. I I don't see how there could be freedom of speech in the public school. How could there be? You don't have a right to a trial. You know, you you don't have those things. You can get in trouble and we can just do what we want to you. And, you know, there's no there's no jury. There's none of the stuff that's in the the Bill of Rights that that doesn't apply to you here. He specifically said you do not have a freedom of speech when you're on school campus. So uh, so Ryan is absolutely right. And it's like that all across the country. And I, I think it's pretty outrageous. But you're right, Mark. The most outrageous thing is that the government is even educating kids in the first place. And I find that particularly sickening. Because I would not want my, uh, if I had children, and I do not, you do, Mark, uh, I would not want my children going to these government indoctrination camps. Yet I am forced to pay for them. Not only am I forced to pay for them, but I can't even set foot on them. Sometimes we'll go around here in uh, in Keene, where we do the show, Keene, New Hampshire. A lot of uh, liberty-minded people are coming here because of the Free State Project. And some of the things we've done have involved reaching out to high schoolers. One of those things was we stood on the outside of – or we we were at the um, the end of the school day on the campus, right on the outside edge, the, the sidewalk, handing out flyers to some of the kids that were getting out of school. And the first day we were out there, we were kind of uh, walking around the parking lot handing flyers to kids as they were coming up to their cars and stuff like that. I'd walked up to the front of the school where there were some kids sitting along some of the benches there. And kids were out of school at this point. It's not like we were interfering with their classes or interfering with them getting to class or anything like that. They were out of school. And the police were called. And the police told me that I would be charged with trespassing if I remained even within the parking lot. That's how they are with schools these days. I mean, you're not not allowed on the property. But that's just it. I paid for the damn property. I mean, they just billed me $2,900 for six months of property taxes. Yes, it's that insane here in Keene. The property taxes are maddeningly expensive. I mean, I'm paying five dollars $5,500 a year in property taxes here. So I'm paying through the nose because about 60% of the property tax bill goes to the school system. So I'm paying for that school. But I'm not even allowed to set foot on it. I just don't think that's right either. And it's just they just do whatever they want to do, and if you don't like it, well, tough. You got to pay for it. You don't like that? Well, go somewhere else where they do the same exact thing, right? Because that's what the that's what they that's what they those in the system those uh, who are um, aligned with the status quo of the, the big government state that we have today. They always say, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. Well, first of all, they say if you don't like it, you can change the system within the system. But if you try to do that, you find out that it's very difficult or impossible. They won't even let me register to vote. How am I supposed right. to change suddenly the they, they, system? Suddenly they use the system against you. So, uh, so you know, constantly they are giving you these excuses. Oh, just change the system within the system. Well, that hasn't worked. We've got bigger government than we've ever had. And the government schools continue to indoctrinate kids and do a, a, a crappy job. Of educating kids, by the way, they do a real good job of educating them to believe in the government. Nationwide,
1: they, um, you know, the graduates of uh, government school have a functional illiteracy rate of twenty percent, and that doesn't even talk about the ones that drop out beforehand at a government school, probably because the education's so crappy and the experience stinks so badly. Um, and in some school zones, it's as high as forty percent. I mean, really. We need government school to do this. I think with those with those numbers, we could probably just shut all the government schools down and uh, figure out something that would educate kids uh, that well.
0: The objections as well from those who support the status quo are just so weak. They're just so weak because I'll, I'll propose the idea of getting the government out of schools and essentially allowing it to be a free market concept, allowing it to be a free market service that is provided Where people get to compete. People that are in search of profit, people that are wanting to educate will compete with others in order to get students and give them the best education. That's what happens in the marketplace when it's unfettered by government regulation and taxation. Where prices would drop, but people get so scared when you mention well they what say about what about the
1: poor? the poor people is the first thing they say and if the the government school system was set up to educate poor people then you would have a system of scholarships to make sure the people went got to go because what I see when I go to government schools and I'm, I know this isn't everywhere but what I see is a bunch of cars that are nicer than my cars of uh, you know students that are getting driven there by their parents I see what I see is middle class and upper middle class welfare I well, wouldn't say
0: upper middle class but middle class welfare in addition we also I
1: mean, I drive a 93 Dodge Shadow with peeling paint. Why should I be responsible for educating your kid? I've got a kid, too. Every dollar you take out of my pocket takes from his. And no, I'm not going to send him to your government indoctrination center.
0: You know, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Mark. And and so the the objection of what about the poor is also overcome, I think, easily when you start looking around the world and you see that people in very, very poor countries, in areas of those poor countries like India or, or Africa, uh, a lot of these, these poor people are actually paying a small amount to send their kids to private
1: schools. When they have the option of going to government schools. Um, for free. For free.
0: So-called. And they're doing that because the private schools are that much better, and they're pretty darned affordable. Affordable enough to where poor people can't afford it, but for even but, those but who the, are the most But they're not doing
1: that here in America, and it makes you wonder, why is it America slipped from, from, in the 50s, the number one educated nation in the world, to the 50th? And I'll tell you why. Because Americans have, have just abdicated any responsibility when it comes to educating their
0: kids. Their kids. Yep, and, and so even the most destitute, though, because there are still some people in those countries that can't afford to even pay the very, very cheap rates for these these private schools... They're being just given scholarships by the owners of the schools who just simply want to right. engender good feelings These are the people community. that
1: live in huts. Yeah. They have no air conditioning. But they'll pay to send their kids to school. But here in this country, nope, nope. But yeah, gonna, these middle class people would rather hang the responsibility of educating their children around my neck when I make less than them. And, you know, I don't live in as nice of a house and drive as nice of a car. And they want to take the money out of my kid's pocket to pay for their kids.
0: We can uh, continue this conversation, but we'll have to do it on Monday because we're done for tonight. We'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a happy, fun, and safe weekend.
8: How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long.